you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that believes therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. You can join over half a million people who have used Talkspace for online therapy with their licensed therapist. Get $30 off your first month when you sign up today at Talkspace.com slash FriendZone. Or use code FriendZone in the Talkspace app to get that same 30 bucks off your first month. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. I don't want to be a rapper no more. I'm not a rapper, I just spit a lot. The friend zone will keep you coming back for more. You heard friend laugh. I don't want to be a rapper no more. I'm not a rapper, I just spit a lot. <laughs> Freestyle, even we make you move. Not this last part. <laughs> <laughs> you know who does that? Um, what's his name? Hold on. Lil Uzi Vert. He gets really lazy in the song and he's <laughs> like, What's the song? The oh. one where he's like, My oh. friends are dead. Yeah. Oh, all of my end. friends are dead. In the end, he's like, But have you ever heard that song and the video is like anime? And in the song, he's like, Ooh, say shit. He ain't got no money. But on some of the parts, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. He gets like sleepy in the booth. <laughs> like, he, like he's like, Oh, I think he's actually speaking Japanese, but it's real oh, weird. Oh, because he's like, he's like, somebody go, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what are you doing? Because I don't think this is right. But you know, I'm not here to. That's say that or lean language. That. <laughs> 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 lean language. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome to the friend zone. Hi, That's Justin. Right. We miss you. We miss your bars this week. We might close the show out with a little, a little selection. Okay, Who knows? please, for right. Yeah, you know, we we might have to figure something else out but as of right here and right now we're gonna welcome everybody to the friend zone which is a weekly look into any and everything mental health mental wellness and mental hygiene because which one of y'all would like to have a musty which brain i hope no one says yes or me <laughs> or i nobody raised a hand up okay <laughs> we have a very very special guest this I mean, the, the most special of special <laughs> Jade of all Jades from the Getting hey, Grown Pod and, hey, and Jaden XD Pod. Hey. Hey. 
Okay. Y'all get to hear me three times this week. So burr, for burr, all burr, you complaining, burr. I don't care. That's right. That's right. Jade, Jade, Jade. Hi, friends. Hi. There she goes again. There she goes again. Yes, Jade. Y'all know I'm sick, but you know I don't mind. I don't mind. I'll put it out We know you do not mind. Welcome to the friend zone. Yes, welcome to the friend zone. Thanks for having me, guys. What's going on, listeners? I can't wait to come on Getting Grown and sing with you in the beginning. Please. Because you're the executive producer of the show. Okay, plug that. And I know that I could plug in a request, but y'all actually be hitting all the songs. But you know me, kid. I was not you with spot. you when you did that damn Anita care. Baker. Wait, I was what? lost. <laughs> and it was so funny because Why? Kia was lost. How right? you don't know that song? I, no, I knew the song. I just didn't know when you was doing it. What story What stories do Damn. Not these hands. I wish there was cameras in here for this. Yeah. No longer. Ooh, Jay. The in jazz. paradise. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it was like a family barbecue in here. That's about the two step. Because Anita Baker can sing. Yeah, that's no matter if it sounds like it was four in the morning. She listen. She, she got the most melodious yawns ever in life. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Don't get him started <laughs> between this and Sampha. Oh, oh Sampha, <laughs> who we will be seeing in okay. two weeks. Stephanie, Sampha needs to make sweatpants that say "Hot Pocket" on the back. <laughs> that would really sell if he cut them the right way. <laughs> Yo, Makes I'm sense. turning. When I see him, I'm turning the corner. <laughs> we got to. Shout out to everybody else. I had a great idea on Twitter yesterday, and God damn it, I ain't going to toot my own horn, but uh, beep to the beep. Beep to the beep. On Twitter, I presented the idea, so it was a proposal of sorts, mm-hmm. that Brooke Valentine, beautiful girl on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood now, you know, she didn't came back to life and we see her now. She looks beautiful in every scene that we see her in on the show. It looks like she's like, oh, we finna film? We finna film. You know, she like got ready. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and, but I think she looks so much like Toya Wright, right? So like, mm. I think like they look mm. like they could be like cousins. So mm. why don't they do like a synchronized swimming tour, right? Some new shit. What <laughs> niggas you know that done that, right? Synchronized <laughs> swimming with Toya Why? Wright and Brooke Valentine. Why? <laughs> so they do it at the same time because oh, so they look so much alike. Yeah. <laughs> what? They're doing a synchronized swimming tour. Now, and I my want my money. Is, yes. How high were you? <laughs> <laughs> Highest giraffe pussy. You know, I'm not that. You know. You know, I might have, you know, went up to the upper room. But the point is, you know, I can see them. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Well, I almost want to ask you guys. Right. Toy right. Toy right. Toy right. Brooke Valentine synchronized swimming tour 2018. Summer 18. All summer 18. I want to see him synchronized swim to Bodak Yellow. Wet and wave. With wet, with wet and wavy hair. Say yes. Bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's fucking I'm like, lit. Okay, it's lit. It's lit. All, all in Vegas at the day parties. I'm telling you, it's Friend. lit. I'm the highest in the street. <laughs> but you do. It's not encouraging. Yeah, it's water. So just beep that, water. okay? Drip. How were your weekends, y'all? Uh, it was a great weekend. I actually I hung out with uh, Kid Fury this weekend. We had a, a ball party. Yeah. Um, I just, it was a great weekend for me. How was your weekend, friend? It was good. I was in New Orleans. Oh, my heart. Mm. Look how was the city? Reacted. We really love the city. What was the condition of the city? I know they just yeah. had the flash flood crisis. Shout out to everybody in New Orleans. Just I mean, it was 
obviously I can't speak for the entire city, but mm-hmm. the areas we were in mid city. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm assuming it's a little more elevated from what I understand. So the okay. flooding wasn't too <laughs> bad. City. That's where my parents right. and my sister live in New Orleans. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. stayed and I had, of course, that was the, I believe, seventh stop of my wellness retreat. Hey. Right? Hey. Shout out to all the beautiful Doing women who attended. And shout out to uh, Tatiana Tarot, who, if you follow like Tarot and astrology, she has a pretty amazing platform online and she actually came to help us and she's living in new orleans so she kind of helped us set the tone which was really nice that's dope yeah she came early and helped us set up um and it was dope the city is great the women were awesome the food shout out uh. to Ca- to cafe Carmo, which i know that new orleans tends to be like seafood heavy so i was i always struggle with the mm-hmm. food aspect but cafe Carmo, if you're like a vegetarian or vegan or just interesting and interested in trying, you know, something different. They have amazing food. They catered our event. So dope. And all the girls were tweeting afterwards gifts of from American Horror Story saying they were scared of what the food was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there was one gift of the girl eating a dry piece of bread like, this is good. <laughs> but she was like, it was actually good. <laughs> I love that. They that person makes me laugh. <laughs> I was telling them, I was like, I'm not some angry vegan who wears bacon, had a mother t-shirt. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if you like it, you like it. You know, if you love it, I love it. So it was great. That was my weekend. Shout out to New Orleans. Aww. We said Tanya Tarot. I thought it was like a New Orleans ass name. I didn't realize it was oh. <laughs> but like Australia. I'm thinking like Tarot. You know, with an E-U-X on the end and shit. I didn't know. I didn't know. They got a, a winery know. or something. Down. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? What about you, Jade? Oh, my weekend was, it was good. I just worked. <laughs> Nigga, all I do work, is work. work. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked all weekend and then I was sick. But it gave me the opportunity to catch up on Underground. If you uh, check, checked out my Twitter feed, I was tweeting it the entire the time. The show? Yeah. Oh, I never you know watched what? it before. Journey? Amazing. How yeah. many seasons Amazing. did they have? Two. See, I think I watched the first not season, enough. not the second. And XD, oh, asshole's going to tweet me talking XD. about, well, you know how it ends. Cause, oh, cause my I was like, we need more of the show. <laughs> oh, no. I said, like, you know what? I Hilarious. Hilarious. But I appreciate the fact that they... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hilarious. He's trash. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that they um that they don't... They don't <laughs> This is why I can't deal with you ever. <laughs> Man, yes, <laughs> always get me in trouble. Play Max D. Did you just say? I uh, I appreciate the fact that they didn't paint black people as victims. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like we were strong in that show, and I appreciate them showing that side of it, as opposed to just getting beat and being weighed down. So it's a really good show. It's really positive for black people. What about you, Tay? My weekend was awesome. I uh, spent a lot of it with Moselle down at Pompette Wine Shop. So um, I'm coming to get my wine. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I might have to take your case. Dirty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moselle's so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. yes so if you ever want to find me on a random occasion i'd be kicking it at the wine shop for real for real it's Yay. uh 420 lennox avenue uh the back store support the wine shop soon they're gonna have the wine bar and um i just was kicking it out there all weekend in harlem they also had the uh sunday uh sunday sermon which was yes. a really cool mm. thing in the park 
Yeah, walk through oh, that. Shoot. It was super fucking lit. Shout out to Sidra Smith for hosting that and uh, everybody doing it. <laughs> that right. Sunday sermon right. in the park. They be in that on that hill going off. That. I'm talking about going, going. I, I feel it. like I've missed everything in the summer. I know I it was know. just the good to get that one thing in for summer. I was like, all right, well, because last year they was acting funny about it for some of the dates because they did it multiple times last year. Oh. Y'all remember when I told that story at the beginning of the Friends on podcast about how I had that argument, argument with my friend yeah. that happened at Sunday service. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one of the most legendary arguments in my <laughs> career legendary. of arguing. At Sunday sermon. But look at God now. Won't he, huh? won't he do it? God will That's just God. take it. You know, you smack it up, flipping it, rub. He started that smack it up, flipping, rubbing down stuff. That was God. Why, why that's what he'll playing? do. I thought I was gonna have me an argument at Sunday sermon too. It's very it's possible. Something in the air. It's, it's the hill. It is. Does it, it make it you look is. down on people? Oh so like you be God. like, what? Everything you say Niggas just fight looks. In church. It's not uncommon. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I don't have somebody say some wild shit to me in church before, and I'm like, bitch, don't think you can't catch these hands. No, okay. Or this Bible? Because that Bible, I'll smack you upside. It's leather. Ain't that cover leather bound? <laughs> Leather bound, baby. This is my sword. <laughs> okay. I mean, what they say, Jesus turned tables. Listen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so can I. I might so. be in here dancing and jumping on the devil, but you might be the devil today, okay? <laughs> oh my God. Before we jump into last week's recap, we wanted to remind you guys, especially having Jade here, that the Friend Zone second anniversary live show is happening Friendzone. this yes. Saturday. The time has finally come. It will be hosted by The Read. Yes. And then this is the new and amazing development that Getting Grown Pod will actually be hosting the Q&A. We're so excited. Yay. So the whole family is going to be there. Really excited about that. If you haven't gotten your tickets... <laughs> if you haven't got your tickets yet, that's at thefriendzonelive.com. And we will see you there. You guys ready to jump into the recap? Friendzonelive.com. Get your song. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the sign tag. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> How you come on here hating like that? You know what? I didn't even give you a true intro. <laughs> ain't shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Ain't Shit number three. I don't know, like, oh, yeah. shit? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Tell them who one and two are. We'll, they'll find out in due time. Get into the recap, friend. <laughs> Let's do it, friend. <laughs> oh, let's do it. Right. So on last week's show, we had an episode titled, Because Business and Polite Don't Mix. Shout out to Beyonce for that beautiful quote. Shout out. And we discussed how do you help growing, smaller, independent businesses without sacrificing your comfort zones, your safety when they try to cut corners because they don't exactly have the budget when they hire you for different gigs. How? What's the halfway point between helping your community but not being on a train at 3 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> Asante, what stood out to you? I would like to shout out Livia. Coming to you live and direct from the emails. Don't forget if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, or black businesses you want to highlight, to email us at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. <clears throat> Livia's subject is knowing my worth. Oh, and shout out to Livia. I know you listen to the show out in Canada, girl. You don't have to introduce yourself. She's a tattoo artist. I've, uh, she, I've seen her plenty of times. Anyway. I'm about to biz oh, <laughs> I can't take, take the shit, shit no more. <laughs> 
we are gonna double back to Olivia Longgott because she was in one of those terrible what was her last name? Longgott. Oh shit, your memory. She was in one of those terrible black movies I was watching on Netflix. Don't you say that because that's a rumor. She was not Olivia in the color purple, that baby. Not. Nah. Don't you damn it. Don't you say Don't she was Olivia. I name her Olivia because she, she looked like she, she got old eyes. Like she didn't seen everything before. Is she my baby? I stitch hearts and stars in her diaper. Uh-huh. Oh my God. You calling Olivia what? Olivia from the color purple? And I'm not going to stand for you slandering the that color purple like absolutely that. Absolutely not what I was checking for on Netflix, but every time <laughs> it comes on the, the AMC or something, I do watch it. I cannot lie. Anyway, this is Livia, not Olivia Entiway. I'll revisit that. Um, after listening to last week's episode, I have to say what you all discussed about knowing your worth as a creative really resonated with me. I'm a tattoo artist who in the past year had the opportunity to tattoo a celebrity, which opened a ton of doors. Recently, that artist came out with a fragrance and the company that was going to be creating it decided to contact me for the rights to the tattoo design in order to use it for their packaging. They called me, told me their budget, and said they would contact me again with the final number. When they contacted me the second time, they tried to lowball me and offered me half of what their supposed budget actually was. They definitely knew that I was an artist without an agent, without legal help, etc. But little did they know that my parents have their own company that started out in my family's basement. So I'm very well versed in business dealings and know what my worth is. Okay. Okay, what my work is worth. I told them that it wasn't enough, especially since the fragrance was going to be sold worldwide. Mm. World motherfucking wide. We had a back and forth, but I was firm and I knew that they needed my artwork and they couldn't move forward without it. In the end, they offered me triple what their initial offer was, a five-figure check that I uh, I gladly converted from U.S. dollars to Canadian dollars. (laughs) Negotiated (laughs) in my contract that I still have the rights to the design for things other than fragrances and set in a place and renewal fee as well. I'm now able to take a good chunk off my mortgage. I'm only turning 25 at the end of the month, and I can't wait to see what the future has in store. Go ahead. So I'm so glad that I shouted you out. Just going ahead and keep prospering and sharing your dreams and making them come true and sharing that story as well. That's right. Fran, what did you find over there in the SoundCloud world? In the SoundCloud world, Eden said this is such an interesting topic. I know this conversation is about how other people need to treat you to get the best of you, but it made me think of how I treat myself to get the best of me. For example, when I'm going to work in the morning, am I giving, giving myself the time to do everything I need so that I can perform my best that day? And if I'm being honest with myself, I don't. But this conversation is giving me a new outlook on how I should spend my mornings preparing for the day ahead. And I love that. Amen. Because there are so many layers. The point of last week's conversation wasn't just the financial aspect. That was actually a very small percentage of my point. It was more so the idea of if you are being hired to do something, a gig... And this is not just for creatives. This is nine to five corporate Mm -hmm. jobs across the board. You should create an environment where I can produce to the best of my ability because that should be your priority. You know what I mean? Your priority should be to get the best of me. Shout out to Maya. Uh, Okay, you beat me to it. (laughs) So I feel like the fact that she pulled that, even how she's treating herself to get the best of her is an amazing read for you, you know to pull why? from that conversation because it takes you back to minding your own business <laughs> our <it>? fave <laughs> so treat yourself as the business that you actually minding okay right and then lastly remember I mentioned that someone was tweeting about how they wanted to speak with more precision for their boundaries and needs and stop writing lol to soften the blow 
It was Right Like Ryan on hey, Twitter. Hey. Right? The homie Ryan. My boy Ryan Shout out Sides. Ryan. And I actually have um, his thread. It's, it's a few short tweets and it's called hashtag morning vinyasa which I love that he called it that because it's yoga and he called it the precision of language and he writes not saying texting lol in instances where my reflex is to soften a blow and instead letting the weight of a statement exist as mm. is reminding myself that no is a complete sentence not every not everything is worth an explanation and not everything is worth a response or reaction Speaking to myself in as clear and specific terms as I do with other people and being just as, if not more, honest with myself. So he has like a whole thread on ways that he's trying to speak with more precision. And I think that's important when you are learning to set boundaries and figure out how to get the best of yourself and the people around you. So thank you to Ryan Amen. for that one. He's who I got when last week when I was saying that somebody was talking about not using LOL. And someone on SoundCloud actually said that they have to stop using it when they flirt. Because sometimes they're afraid of rejection. So they'll throw out, like, you know, a little... You and then write out, LOL. LOL. Right. Mm -hmm. To kind of be like, ha I was no. kind of kidding, depending on what your response right. is. They said they want to learn to be more like, yes, this is how I feel about you. Mm -hmm. And not be afraid Try of the answer that comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin. Hey, y'all. What would you find in these Twitter streets? Well, since... Everybody's threatening our blackness. We've remixed the um, In These Streets songs. Uh-oh. Oh. In These Motherfucking Streets! <laughs> That's the new song. <laughs> Can you do it to the beat of everybody get your arm on? No. Because <laughs> that's how I got to do doses. You know, I can't make it that black yet. I got to uh, wait. Yeah. Holes. I can't go there yet. Next, next week. Oh, okay. Anyway. Uh, word. But that's what I find in these streets. Because it's just time to, I'm telling you, if you're black, it is time to be black. Because mm. they're trying not to make you be able to do it in mm. the first damn mm. place. Anyway, so I want to give a shout out to... Uh, at College Prince 86, Dean James. Shout out to Dean James for holding me down. Last week I mentioned I wanted to join the television critics organization. And so Dean James <laughs> sent me the link and told me that you can join two times a year. And registration is coming up in September. The well, television right critics? Yeah, I want to be a television right critic. Like, I want to right join the professional association. That's what? perfect. I didn't even know that yeah, see? Boom. Because I'm a television <laughs> critic. That's you what are. I do, right? Dustin putting them on a map. That's okay. right. Legitimize Dustin me. Dustin know, you know every detail, everything. <laughs> I want some letters with some periods after them on the other side of my name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my Remember, God. Remember, uh, TCA with two periods and one on the other end. Okay. Anyway, so shout out to Dean James for sending that. Um, I oh also want to give a shout out to my girl Shar. Shar says so. Loyal hey, listener of the show. Hi, Shar. Absolutely. Shar really got a lot out of our episode last week. She said that she loved the conversation surrounding respect and put standards in parentheses. Mm, and then that. she said common decency and got difficult black women. <laughs> she said this is everything. I feel like I'm in church. Yes. yes. So shout out to Shara. I love when her beautiful face pops up in my mentions. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I would also like to give a shout out to what the fuck spooky at spook k u n <laughs> underscore who tweeted us last week about that picture as the legendary three. Um, what's happening in or what you say the people was called? Sanin. Yeah. Yeah. Them. We from, have from you Naruto. seen the picture? No. Have you seen the picture? No. Remember Somebody last week they it. said they was going to draw us as the three people from oh, Naruto? Yeah. yeah. where the picture at? 
My, she drew mine. Oh, you it. got yours? <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me? Shout see? out to you. <laughs> see? Let's shake it What she think I we see? She fun. think we don't talk. <laughs> she think we don't talk. That's why she thought it was okay to go behind <laughs> our back. Okay. I didn't watch this no, this motherfucker from the start to the finish and I ain't got my photo. I ain't got nothing. I'm still in line. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Who, what is your customer service number? Okay. Who can I write? Why we don't have our picture, man? I'm interested in it because I don't Do know nothing about that word. Prime? I want it. Right. <laughs> See it. I want it. So that's it. We're just going to close that chapter. That was and it. And shout out to my boy, Carrie. Carrie's Corner. Oh my his God. Corner Carrie. this week is just oh, go through his timeline from last night, Monday night's episode of Basketball Wives, The Reunion, which we'll get back to that and Love and Hip Hop Hollywood a little bit later on in this program. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. So that's it. So we want to jump into this week's episode. Hey, yes. The reason we wanted to have Jade of all Jades of on all of them. is because Jade is a mother, yes, a wife, and a businesswoman, yes. which on a lot of people's timelines is hashtag goals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But one thing I'm noticing now, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there have been more articles, and not to take like a dark turn so fast. But... Oh, wait a minute, friend. <laughs> right? I'm like, I didn't even prep. I got to take it there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want the good news or the bad news? Right. <laughs> she ain't even that. <laughs> no. Normally I'm she just has. you with it. <laughs> um, no, but there's been, I think there's been more openness as of late. Or maybe just I'm noticing it more because I'm in that age group where more and more people are focusing on family and trying to balance career. Um, but I've seen more articles, especially on Medium, mm-hmm. which is people usually, it's like a diary, an online diary, where people have been discussing the difficulties of, especially being a woman, because mm-hmm. we usually tend to bear uh, the majority of the weight of the household. Yes. Um, and just the true stories of being a mom, the true story. <laughs> no shade to the kids, we love you. The true story, the, the love is not lost. Right. Now let's get to the real. The true, <laughs> right, the true stories of, of being a mom, like the good and the bad, because I think, I don't know if you guys agree, but it feels like there's always been this mom code where they would make it seem so like, right. having yeah. kids is amazing. Right. And you rarely heard like, the struggle, the the mental struggle, the physical mm-hmm. struggle, the emotional struggles. And so I thought Jade is usually very open and unfiltered. I mean, I love that because she gives you the real. You know, she tells you the beautiful aspects, obviously, because we love the hell out of Noah. Oh, my, yes. my God. Our little ballerina. Yes. Shout out to her. Oh, she's the best. Who she is starting is. in Alvin Ailey next Alvin month. Ailey I'm sorry next I had to month. say that. Yes. Okay. yes. And she had on her uh, Auntie Crystal's hat yesterday, so oh I sent God, her a picture. Yes. <laughs> that is so cute. She's fun. But, you know, obviously, she's magical, and you have an amazing, supportive husband. Yes. Absolutely. You know, you have a beautiful family. Yes. So I'd love for you to discuss both sides of it, though, because I think a lot of people tend to have this hashtag goals mentality. But are they ready for it? You know, are you ready to be a mom? Are you ready to also be a wife? Are you ready to be a husband? Are you ready to try to juggle five different aspects of adulting? Like, can you do it? You know, sometimes, I, at least I know the people, <laughs> if y'all can see the faces, everybody's like... They, <laughs> All I hear is diaper, 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 and I ain't doing it. Like, you talking, I'm just hearing diaper. Right, and All I think that's formula. what I've noticed with the people in my life is that they didn't anticipate 
just how hard it was going to be. They Not just had all. a specific timeline mm-hmm. of when they expected these things to happen. They followed through with it. And now they're like, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Listen, I didn't know. You people know? try to plan. They try to plan down. I listen to these people talk about planning for children. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> you need to uh, just treat it like the pool and jump right on in because <laughs> right. you ain't never going to be ready for it. You know what I'm and saying? And I guess we can start there. Is it something that you can actually prep for to be a mom? There are aspects that you can prep for. Ask me if I did it. But <laughs> <laughs> there are aspects that you can prepare for a child. You can set up savings accounts. You can, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you can get a nursery ready. You can have all your ducks in a row. You can make, you know, hella money. But you're still never going to be prepared for the emotional changes, the physical changes, um, how your life no longer belongs to you, mm. how tired you're going to be. You all hear me right now. I mean, I have a deeper voice because most light-skinned girls have deep voices. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm sick right now. <laughs> Bitch, what? Uh, I mean, you know it. You know, come Damn on, don't act changed. like you ain't never heard that before. <laughs> y'all have, know light-skinned girls be having Don't let Fran fool you. <laughs> <laughs> I be at home like, enough of that. <laughs> No, can I just tell you how people were making fun of MC Light? Did y'all see that? I saw a whole thread about, they were like, oh, because she got married recently. Yes, people were like, oh, I didn't know that she was straight. And then somebody goes, she's just a New York girl. Oh, and damn. And I was like, y'all always do this. Light is Look, a rock. Like Light is a rock. That's what that just reminded me of. Because they, they be putting those memes up. They be putting those memes up like, do your girl fuck you in her Timberland boots. So like, right. like, I'm like, stop. Come on. Dead ass. Right. Dead ass me. I love you. Oh, but anyway. Hilarious. But um, yeah, you're never fully prepared. Like, you're, you, you're never fully prepared. I'm sick right now because I worked my ass off this weekend. Yeah. You know it's what I'm saying? a lot to do, yeah. It's a lot to do and it never ends. It and never Noah's ends. hair is always done. That's one thing I can say, Jay. Oh you had God. many jobs. <laughs> she had on her Auntie Crystal's hat yesterday for a reason. But you see, but... she had the hat on. That's my point. I've That's never it. seen Noah unkempt. No. You know what I'm saying? Noah's always, she's so well adjusted. She's always happy and, and, and communicating and talking to everybody around her. Right. You, she's expressive. She thinks and she talks Dramatic. about it. You know it. what I mean? I love that she already Dramatic. has a personality. She oh, loves really? Harley Quinn. I oh my God. It. So much personality. She's sassy. Ooh, I love that sassy. though. I do too. I told her yesterday, I said, let's FaceTime. Let's FaceTime your grandmother. She said, right now I'm focusing out the window. <laughs> oh, my God. oh shit! She said she was booked. She's busy. What? I'm busy right now. I remember so, when she tried to lock me out. <laughs> she was like, no, "I was no. gonna try to lock you out," and then she was hiding. I like, said, "Give me." Five. I was okay. mad. I said, "Give me five no, I would have done." I love her. That. She's great, and she loves all my friends. She knows all my friends. Mm. She knows Fran. We saw this bald-headed black man the other day with a beard. <laughs> In a oh, Thai no. restaurant, and she goes, "Mommy, if that dusted." <laughs> Bless her like, heart. I thought that you were gonna say she asked it was me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know. <laughs> Red in the morning, no, but uh, <laughs> no, but um, she loves all of y'all. She knows Asante. She knows everybody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She's super well adjusted because I have amazing people around me. So true. And I, my first question, well, my second at this point. You say that no one's prepared for the emotional, physical, and you mentioned another change. Start with the emotional changes. What's What was, like, the most challenging aspect of becoming a first-time mother? 
as far as my emotions. hormones mm. my hormones wilded out <laughs> like they were wild reckless i have eczema mm. and um it already doesn't help you know you guys know i, I bartend i do events i cater i do all of that so I'm and with a full-time job you also with a full-time yeah. job so my hands are already i'm never gonna have those beautiful beyonce hands like i'm never gonna have those they're rough but when i got pregnant those hormones flared my hands up mm. and they like they've never gone back since. My hormones have never been the same since I had a child. Wow. Never. Like changes. I've just had a few changes in my body. You're more emotional. So you're not really prepared for that because you can't control it. It's something right. that just happens. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Damn. you know, friend. So, you they know, you're think not. don't think he's not a hidden child somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, friend. Like, I, I, know, I, I, was, I ain't want to ask. I don't want to put nothing out there. Like, <laughs> you, like, you know, friend. You know, I'm like, wait. Because friend, the only other person in this room but a vagina. Yeah. But ain't nobody came out unless we listen to something. My child in the DR. Shout out to you. Let me find out you on your tour because you just going to visit your kids and she got friend. a baby in DR like Jay-Z do. <laughs> <laughs> Remember they used to say Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm taking y'all off track. <laughs> no, but you say the, the physical changes too. I think that's one of the main ones yes. you see. How did your body change? Um, you know what? It fluctuated in weight for one. I mean, I'm not a small girl. I ain't never been a small girl. I ain't never going to be a small girl and that's mm -hmm. fine. But you know, you with breastfeeding. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Um, you know, I lost a lot of weight when I was breastfeeding. And then you kind of pick it back up because the nigga is hungry. Right. And then you lose it again. And then you have moments where, you know, if, you know you'll know you gain a little bit more weight. And then I have moments where I'm working around the clock and I lose. So my body fluctuates. Right. Um, I think some people, it's harder for them to, to, for, to take the weight off. I didn't really have as much of an issue, but I do got that little Joey pouch in the front that Not I can't get rid of. <laughs> no, I need that little tummy tuck. <laughs> <laughs> that little thing that ain't never going to go away. <laughs> so, just a teaty little one, but it's the there. We're going to have some tummy tea Some together. flat tummy tea. Oh, my God. In our, in our, in our sports bras. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, can we do that for the Instagram and get a check? Hell yeah. God, I y thought them bras was Converse at first when I first seen them. <laughs> And bras with the shoelaces in the middle, you know what I'm oh, talking about. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and when damn, they, they got a Chuck Taylor titty bra. I'm like, oh, okay. And when they What's up? I'm in. like, you know, oh, I thought sorry. it was, I thought it was like an influencer program for Converse and shit. But then I saw that what it was, yeah, like, like somebody fashion over Converse, Converse, the two sided tape. It ain't nothing but cute. a fashion over training bra. It makes it look good. <laughs> I'm waiting on somebody to be smart and do the life hack and put it on your butt. So like you, oh, lift. it's like a Brazilian butt lift. Oh you know, they already God. have And you can tuck that string right in the... <laughs> it should be like panties or something, but when you take... They it, have those. The butt pad panties. They sure do. And they, they look have silly. The but, I, but I mean, so if it's the it. pad that look like the string and then they're just taking the string off and it's like panties coming off, but the butt pad comes off. Oh, my mm. God, Because you on Instagram when they be trying to take <laughs> it off all no more ideas. <laughs> anyway, you're right. I, so, I just have a question about motherhood, you know. I'm a mama's boy, which I know I will never be in your shoes, but did... Having a child make you want to become a better daughter, too? Mm. Oh. Like, did it make you look at your relationship with your mother a little bit differently, like, when you're having these instances? <laughs> yes. With... <laughs> like, yes. understanding her crazy? <laughs> oh, understanding her crazy is... So, we did a whole episode on getting grown about turning into your mother. Mm -hmm. And, um... I was, I was triggered. <laughs> <laughs> right, because, you you know, you feel it. You start turning to your mom. You got those little things that flare up, and you're like, no, 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 I don't want that to... I don't want to be like that. <laughs> but I do find myself uh, sympathizing with her more 
just being like, all right, like, okay, I see why you would say this. Like, I get worried about this too. Like, you weren't crazy in that aspect. But then there are so many aspects, like we said on the show, where I don't want to do things like her. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for me to not want to do things like her. I might want to do something a little different with how I raise my child because, you know, a lot of the issues that we have are, are brought on by our parents and our families. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In their background. And so... Grooming habits. Right. You oh, know, God, here we go. Just, <laughs> just, here we go. You're setting that up. Some Emotional parents, issues. Baby. You know, parents feeling secretive. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. <laughs> I just remember off. sitting back at parent-teacher conference like... God. But anyway, go ahead. Because my mama came up to the school all the time looking good. Baby, like, my mama come up was here clean because like she was coming from work because I had did Always something that did. made her have to leave work. So she would be sharp, but that face, baby. <laughs> she got that butt oh, when she my when Lord. I said, I didn't know you could ball up your fist and your face. God damn, mama. <laughs> then I got a whooping for that. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> Uh, you know how you you know how you see things that oh, mimic yeah. your like, mother. Sometimes yeah. I don't want to do I don't want to do things like her because like what? Give us one, an example. My mother is mad paranoid. <laughs> like my mom is crazy paranoid. You know what I'm saying? And like natural things that happen with your body. I I said it on. I'm gonna say it again. Children get curious. They start touching parts and things. They do. And the shit is uncomfortable to look at. <laughs> and you have some hippie parents out there who'd be like, it's fine. They're exploring. Man, at that me, shit Jade, is weird. That shit, oh, Fran, that shit is weird, son. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a baby and then they start like putting their little hands down there, you're going to be like, stop. You know what I'm saying? And then I have to check no, myself. No, be like, little Jorge, know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> little That's Dora. That's your life force. <laughs> <laughs> Vamanos! <laughs> Fran gonna have Diego and Dora. <laughs> okay. I know Fran's baby names. Oh. So go ahead. <laughs> Even though Beyonce stole one, but it's okay. Uh, Ivy. No, Rumi. Ru- oh, oh, that sounds like It was one of my baby beautiful. names, but I can't do it now because people gonna be like, you copy Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, don't worry you about what stay. I'm doing. Man. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I don't want to do some stuff like her. I don't want to be paranoid like that. I don't want to mm. instill that paranoia into my child to the point where they're not comfortable to come and talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to make sure that that, that, that uh, relationship is open and that communication is open. And when you are fussing at them for everything... You know, then you don't you you put a fear in them, but you don't put that comfort in them for them to want to come and talk to you. Were you a bad child? <laughs> uh, I was a bad teenager. I was not a. Mm. I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't a bad kid. I was a. Uh, I don't know. No, nah, I wasn't a, a bad rough kid. neck. I was a little rough neck. <laughs> <laughs> not a rough neck. Gonna be a rough neck. Speaking a of rough. MC life, <laughs> um, but that's dope, Jay. So tell me this, right? Because parenting can get wild once your children become people with perspectives mm-hmm. and opportunities mm-hmm. to make choices mm-hmm. and be expressive in different ways. So how do you plan on, which I love, first of all, let me say the bond that like you and Noah have. I've seen y'all look in the eye and then take your fingers and do like Nene and Candy. We see each other. <laughs> yeah, you know, child. I've seen that, you know. <laughs> but how do you plan on nurturing that bond through the changes of her personality as she grows and develops her own perspectives and views, how do you plan on on nurturing and maintaining that strong of a bond with her? Again, it comes with the communication, and and the parents say it all the time, but then they flip on the kids, and then the kid, you know, 
the the behavior is learned. So they tell them, you can talk to me about anything, then they talk to them about something, and then they wild out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, see, this is why I didn't want to talk to your ass in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So I want to break that cycle with this generation and making sure that I learn how to react to her and respond respond to her when she comes to me to talk to me about things so that she continues to come to talk to me and she doesn't go talk to her little raggedy-ass friends because they don't know nothing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They don't know nothing. So she needs to come to me and her daddy because we got the experience. And if we... If we flip it on her, she's never going to want to come and talk to us again. So making sure that I keep that open and checking myself, because that's Mm -hmm. something I have to check within myself, Mm -hmm. because I'm a parent. My first reaction is like, you're my kid. Like, I don't want to see you in that light. But I got to step to the side with that and realize that she's a human being who's going to go through changes, just like I did. And we're in areas where my mother didn't make it comfortable for me to talk to her. I want to make sure that I change that behavior. Bless your heart. And, and I remember. I'm, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Because <laughs> we both no, was you like, go, you and go. I had you the same. You finish. <laughs> no, no, I just in on speaking on the hills of communication. My last question is: I'm so glad you brought that up with communication because I think it's critical to just. I don't know, successful parenting, I guess. Mm -hmm. So what do you plan on doing? Like, say you, it could be little things. Like, what do you plan on doing when, say, you tell Noah, you know, you need to wash the dishes tonight. She tells you, you know, I watched the motherfuckers yesterday. Like, what do you do? You know, what do you do then? There's a fine line (laughs) (laughs) between fear and respect. (laughs) She's like, I hate you. Yeah, I'm going to smack And we're just going to leave it right there. (laughs) We're going to leave it right there. Uh That's it. Look here. here. Go ahead, friend. Because you heard it coming. I'm going to smack the fire. Well, mine actually ties into the communication aspect because I've spoken to a couple of hippie parents that I know (laughs) and they call it like, um, I forget what the the term is. It's something like more intentional parenting Mm -hmm. where you sit with your child instead of like spanking them because... You know, a lot of the times, and obviously I'm speaking from my experience before someone jumps down my throat on SoundCloud, (laughs) but parents a lot of the times hit you because they're tired, they've Mm -hmm. had a long day at work, you're catching them at a badass time, and they just don't really um, have the bandwidth at, at the moment to like process you yelling or whatever it is that you're doing and hitting a lot of the times just the easiest mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. way to get you to shut up. I agree. You know Whoop. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. But now there's this new thing now with intentional parenting where mm-hmm. people are saying, you know, learn to pause that moment before you hit them and try to have a conversation. Mm-hmm, I and agree. I remember bringing that up and people were like, that's because no. you don't have kids. You don't, you don't have, <laughs> wait till you have. Let's see how that works for you. So, which I, I don't have kids. So all I have is a, is a godson and he's mm-hmm. not with me every day. Of course, right. I can intentionally have a conversation right. when I'm only seeing him twice a week. Right. But I'm curious, what do you think of that? Uh, as a communication style and, and a style of raising your child, is it practical? Is it realistic? It is. I, we actually we 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 practice that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also practice whoopings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's She's a balance. Like balance. It's balance. balance. It's all about balance. The Bible says use the rod. And no, let me Bam. not let me not even okay. go. It says use a little bit. And Shit. I know somebody's gonna be super offended. Well, that just triggers me because my mother. And I'm like, okay, but um. <laughs> 
No, there's a balance. And what we what we want to do is teach her why what she's doing is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to have an understanding. And then also, as a parent, you got to factor in their age. You got to factor in their experience. They don't have no experience. At certain ages, like, like Noah, for instance, she has such clear communication. She's amazing when she talks. But she's still four. And she right. just turned four. And so you cannot reason with somebody who wants something at that age. Right. They are like, I want this. I want it now. Why? No, give it to me. I want it. No, but I want it. And you do get frustrated in those moments. And you are, you know, you might want to discipline them, but you need to step back and check yourself. And I think parenting is a lot of checking yourself. Mm. And then kids will test the hell out of you, too. They, they trigger t- you. Woo, That's one thing you. I've heard a lot. Like we on this show have discussed being triggered by relationships and parents mm-hmm. and coworkers, mm-hmm. but a lot of parents are daily are triggered daily by their kids as well. Yeah, because see, and and then you have your communication with your partner. You have different parenting styles, mm. so it's figuring out those together. One might think one is too hard. I know sometimes my husband might be like, you know, like you a little too hard on her. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I, I don't want her to come out and be an asshole in these streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like I got to raise a decent human. But I do need to check myself sometimes and make sure that I'm talking to her. She understands what's going on. And then from there, if you keep doing it and you understand what you did was wrong, discipline got to come into effect then. You know what I'm saying? But first, you have to communicate with your kids. You can't just beat them for everything that they do. They're kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're they're like, they're at the age. They want to run. They want to talk when they want to. They want to have a good time. They don't have no responsibilities. And adulting is trash. (laughs) So we need to let them enjoy that as long as possible. But making sure that we rear them in a direction where they become decent humans. Right. Mm. And I I think what I do like about the intentional parenting aspect is that when you communicate, you're creating a processing system for mm-hmm. their minds. Because when you hit them, it's a fear-based. Exactly. It's like, I'm scared. I won't do that again. As opposed to, why Why shouldn't I do that again? Mm-hmm. And like explaining that. So that's what I like about it. But like Absolutely. I said, I don't have kids, so I don't know. <laughs> my... No, you should definitely talk to your kids. Right. You need to, <clears throat> like, my parents would talk to me and then beat me. Or beat me and then talk to me. But they always just made sure to let me away. know. <laughs> right. they, they didn't beat me. <laughs> that's one thing I can appreciate. Because I got some doozies. But... um. They did always explain to me what I did, so I knew when I was fucking right, up. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? And I want her to know when she's doing the same thing. Right, so mm. that the lesson can be learned. The lesson, that's, that's People what it's think about. that that whole, that moment ends at your action of, of discipline toward the child, but the end of that scenario is the lesson being learned by exactly. the child. Right. And you don't want your kid to fear you. Right. You want your kid to respect you. You want your kid to be comfortable with you and know that there is a line there and, like, there is a certain... I, I want to respect my parents. They want to respect you because you put them you put yourself in that in that whatever you I can't I can't get my mm-hmm. words out right now yeah. I know what I'm trying to say yeah. yeah but yeah you want your kids to you want them to respect you and to have a good relationship with you not instill fear in them right and then you one last thing you mentioned how you and your husband obviously you guys are raised completely differently yes. you have different experiences your parents raise you differently yeah you know they got their experiences from how they were raised and their yep. environments so that's a lot of different personalities mm-hmm. uh like meshed into a pot mm-hmm. and now you guys have to bring all right? <laughs> now you guys have to bring all mm-hmm. of these experiences and generations <laughs> and ideals into one child yep. how do you find the balance between what you mm-hmm. want and what he wants you all also have to talk and you have to have a partner who is willing to um, have open communication with you and who is reasonable 
You know what I'm saying? I know you can't control how another person is, but as parents, y'all have to talk behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and you have to get on the same page. And one thing that uh, me and Tristan do with each other is that we will, we will, we don't play, we don't let her play us against each other in front of her. Even if we don't completely Mm -hmm. agree, it's like when I say something, if I said it, He's like, did you, what did your mother say? She said this. He's like, all right, well, then that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? And then we could talk about it later if he disagrees or vice versa. But we make sure we talk behind the scenes and that we are a united front right. to the ch- to our child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she yeah. knows I can't play my parents against each other, but my parents both love, love right. me. And, you know, they have my best intentions at heart. And again, the lesson being learned. <laughs> On a petty note, <laughs> it's to go for the kill when they by themselves. But see, that's where Uncle Dustin kick, I, and I'm gonna kick that to her a little later. That's, <laughs> that's his job. You just gotta get. I already know separate. what kind of uncle he's you know gonna what I'm be. <laughs> you and Crystal, <laughs> she'll take her by her all the toys. She'll do yo. That's man. <laughs> she'll take her buy her four hundred dollars worth of toys. Take her to eat. Let her dance to Beyonce American for sixteen dog. hours, and then send her back home. And I'm like, that shit is not normal. You're not doing that right now on a Wednesday. <laughs> Crystal bought the whole American Doll damn uh, wardrobe. Oh, she we oh, went to, she right. took us to American like, Dolls oh, and had an experience. An she done experience. gave her a Mariah closet too. <laughs> All the different shoes. She she got Fashion shoes. Nova. Yes. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Halloween costume. Wet seal. <laughs> sleep clothes. All the American Girl collection. The now she thing. up here talking about I want American Girl refrigerator. I'm like talk to your auntie Crystal because she started this bullshit. Not a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what refrigerator made me think of an easy bake oven are you going so outside of an easy bake oven because you're a real cook are you having Noah in the kitchen more do you have dreams the older she gets and the less wild she gets the more she can get in the kitchen <laughs> so she'll come in sometimes I'll let her do little stuff and her daddy Aww. lets her do little stuff when she's at when we're at the table we let her cut her stuff with a knife you know a butter knife or whatever but oh, yeah. we show her how to do it we want her to be independent we want right. her to know how to do things I love right. that so we're like D- no do it learn your lessons but we're not gonna let you chop your fingers off you know what I'm saying I so, hella love that because my grandmother and mother never let me in the kitchen yeah it was that kind of like stay out of my mm-hmm. kitchen type of thing yeah. but I imagine if you're a four year old being taught how to make stuff and you get to you know your family recipes she gonna be lit by six of course yes. <laughs> by six by six okay. it's gonna be, she gonna have it on that's my mother's a chef. My mother is a chef, oh, and she sick. has her own catering company. So, you know, she always let me in the kitchen. That's one thing I do want to pass on. I want to let her know that she can do whatever she wants to. And if you want to come in the kitchen with me, as long as you're not, you know, ruining things, <laughs> then come in and learn a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Come do a little something. You can whisk something. That's not going to mess nothing up. You right. You know what I'm saying? So. And going back to uh, before that one, we were talking about you and Tristan's parenting styles. What challenges have you met, though? Have there been things where he's been adamant? Because like, you say you discuss yeah. it behind the scenes, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you're always going to see things the same way. You don't always see things the same way. Again, he feels like I am too much of a disciplinarian sometimes, where I just, again, I don't want her to be... I don't want her to be a terrible person. Mm. And um, I think sometimes I think he's I think he's a little too soft. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, he's a daddy. It's <laughs> a daddy's girl. So we, we kind of, you know, sometimes we may not understand each other in those aspects because I don't have that experience that he has. I can't wait for my son. Then I'm going to have it. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to have it. But, um, for instance, when Noah is not listening and she's all over the place, I'll start to count. 
because she's she's a stubborn little thing. He does not like when I count. He thinks that it instills a fear, whereas I think it lets her know what time it is. And <laughs> I've already said it three times. Now it's getting to the point where I got to count down because now you know you on my nerves. You tested me. So that's like one thing. He's like, don't count because, you know, he works in a school. He was a teacher. Yeah. He's like, that's not a good method for this. And I'm like, no, nigga, I'm going to count. <laughs> like, one, two, don't let me get to ten. So that's like one small thing that we haven't, you know, that we don't always see eye to eye on but we always manage to try to find a balanced ground um on what we want to do with her and we agree on things for the most part in her well-being and making sure that she's well-rounded and well-adjusted and um she can do whatever she wants to do she wants to play the guitar she wants to go to dance she wants to dress up as harley quinn on a tuesday she can do it we just want her to feel confident and instill that confidence in her and we definitely agree on that more than anything and raising her with two parents because he Ooh, wasn't blessed. raised with two parents, and right. I was. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um, sometimes that puts challenges in. Because mm-hmm. there's a you know there's a different dynamic in each household. Of course. But he does really well with, um, with wanting her to be in a two-parent household and making sure that he's a respectful partner. And, you know, we, we do really well with each other for you the most part. You found you a good nigga. I did find me a good one. I got me a good one. I got me a good one. Shout out to Tris. <laughs> But we have challenges too, because that nigga's an Aquarius. <laughs> Enough said. The age I know of you listening. <laughs> he just you know he his listens teeth to his oh, my husband. Himself. My husband listens to y'all religiously. You Shout know he listens. My homeboy. <laughs> but yeah. And getting married, that's already challenging enough. Yes. Because it is. you have to mesh your world mm-hmm. with someone else's. And then bring a baby into it. Woo. So let's start at that first part. Okay. Getting married. How old are you when you got married? Uh Oh, shit. 30? 30? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. 29, 30? Because that's usually the age range and like a developmental phase yes. where you're starting to see the world completely differently. Yes. You know, I guess that is when you kind of start thinking like, well, what is it that I want to do? And how do I contribute to the world? And how mm-hmm. do I connect to the people around me? You basically uh, start focusing inward and like how you amplify into the world. Yes. So you got married at that developmental mm-hmm. phase. It was so interesting. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. wedding. <laughs> it was fun. You it was did a look real really beautiful. wedding. Oh! Like, <laughs> it was. We, that was one of the best damn wedding. weddings I have ever oh. My husband walked down the aisle, the nigga, we made it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I still remember the food. Yes, we had our child in the wedding. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. You know, it was a hood wedding. <laughs> it was an amazing, beautiful Brooklyn. Now, we're going to paint it how it was. Okay, I'm going to let you do it, It was an amazing, Dustin. beautiful Brooklyn wedding. Um, the grounds were absolutely stunning where the wedding took place. Everything was gorgeous. Your dress was adorable. There was a moment where Mary, Mary J. Blige and Method Man was danced too. So you know, you know I was right. having a good time. <laughs> it just was amazing. It so was. I will, it was I'll never forget time. that. It was a good time. So tell us, how was that? First of all, were you ready when he proposed? Was this something when you were like, yeah, let's do this? So Tristan and I did things a little differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't ever actually get engaged okay how yeah. does that work uh so we met at work we were co-workers i, love this I totally shat where i ate <laughs> uh, <laughs> now my sister i did service. everything that i had no business doing so um we met at work and you know we faced some challenges in the beginning um and we ended up uh 
moving pretty quickly. Like our our relationship progressed pretty quickly. So we lived together for a few years before we ever got married. Mm. So we kind of were able to that's nice cohab- though. We were, yeah, yeah. We were cohabitate, and you know we had a feel for each other. But we started arguing a lot before our wedding. Like before the wedding, it was super stressful, and I don't know what it is, but it's just a little thing that snaps. And I was working my ass off too. Yes, you were. Yo, I was working crazy hours, like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen hour days. Um, I was planning my wedding. I catered my own wedding, so I cooked for it. I was getting my dress made. Like it was nuts. And then I was freelancing, and then I would go and bartend at night. Like it was ridiculous Ooh, what Wonder I was Woman. doing at that time. Um. And it got really stressful for us. And we were just at each other's necks to the point where it was like right before we got married, it's like, I love you, nigga. We have a two-year-old. <laughs> but you are. Ooh, we are fighting a lot right now. But I think it was just a high-stress environment. And that's one thing that you have to, uh, you got to check in your household. Check your outside stressors mm. and see how that's affecting your relationship. Because you got to go home to this person every single day. And you want to make sure you leave that at the door. And you don't allow that to infiltrate your relationship and cause more division within your relationship because you already have enough stress when you're dealing with the outside world. Right. And I do hear that a lot from married couples saying you have to sort of uh, check in on how much of your stress and what you're fighting about has Mm -hmm. nothing to actually do with y'all. Mm. so much of it and then there is some that has to do with you all and personality differences and emotional differences and the triggers that come up so many triggers you know what I'm saying if you've been hurt in a past relationship which I have if he displays a behavior that's even a fourth of what I've seen before that triggers me right and then I have to make sure that I have a balance between explaining to him what I'm not going to deal with again (laughs) but also making sure that I don't let that completely take over my relationship because it's not the same so it's like finding that balance there can be super difficult and then you might be a more emotional person you have a partner who's less emotional who's more cold like you have to find the balance in what works for you all and that can be a a real challenge sometimes do you throw a kid in there it's just it's just a gumbo (laughs) it's just a gumbo how were you able to find that balance though with you working all them damn jobs and like Nigga, it, it was a challenge. Just... Like I was, like I didn't always find the balance. Sometimes I was just wild. Happen. I remember, I, I remember one day at work. It was like a week before my wedding. I was tired, boots, and <laughs> I was in the kitchen. And this boots. little, this little bus boy pissed me off. I know, oh, I know this story. Ooh, he pissed me off. Something stupid, and I had a bus tub of wine glasses. And I threw that shit on the ground and broke all them glasses. And I said, I quit. I fucking quit. <laughs> what? Oh, shit. Because <laughs> it was just all too much. It was too much. <laughs> and my friend Antoinette, God bless her. Yes. Around the way, girl. Shout out to Shout you. Shout out to Antoinette. Antoinette, Antoinette pretty went, ass. She went, beautiful, right? Yes. Gorgeous. She went to the manager and she was like, so listen, you need to let her off. <laughs> she is tired. And she's doing a lot oh, right now. <laughs> Yes. So sometimes I didn't find that balance, and and that's real. And it's just a constant check-in. That's how you find the balance. You mm. got to do constant check-ins with yourself. Like you got to do constant check-ins with everything, with your work, with your relationship, with your parent parenting style, with your friendships, everything. So I think a constant check-in is what helps you to find the balance and keep the balance. Because it's like, all right, if I just take myself out of this for just a second, I can step back in with a clear head. Mm. So what does that mean for you, though, when you say constant check-ins? What's the process? Because I'm sure there are some moms listening right now that are at that bus 
what would you call it? The, the bus, bus tub. tub. The, the bus, bus tub, tub phase. They're in that bus tub phase, <laughs> and they're like, throw Back me. Quit. <laughs> look, look, right, right now they're holding the bus you tub, know? Jade. Before they throw they're it, they're like, what, what they... do I do? Because right I've now. been right there. I, look, I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> well, first of all, you need to think: Am I about to get fired? Like right. that might be a good check-in. Right. <laughs> Reality is always a good ass check-in. Am I gonna lose my job? Am I gonna lose my life? Am I about right. to go to jail? Um, but no, like a real check-in, sometimes I just have a little switch that has to hit me because I can go left. <laughs> and I and I've and it and it started like speaking to me more as situations happen, like, all right, stop for a second. Don't, you know, don't have an exchange with whoever this person is, whether that be your partner or whoever, because you can have them with your partner. And you know, y'all know when you get to those moments where you be wrong and you no. just so in it <laughs> you so in it you don't even you you know you just in it at this point so you like no i'm about to get no you have you can't you can't let that happen cuz right, that's gonna admit it. that's going to hurt you long term <laughs> <laughs> you got to look at Dustin he's like no i don't because that ain't what happened we see i was i was over there never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but um it, we, i've started journaling hey, hey. come on Went together and bought friend them. and I went together. Right. We had a little friend date and uh, went to eat. Yes, composition yes. notebook. <laughs> what does that say on the for? Does that say Ayante? Asante, <laughs> subject dreams and accomps, aka Ayante. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Not school of life and it's the grade purpose. I hear that. Okay. Yeah, mine ain't that deep. <laughs> it's just a moleskin. But um, and I don't write in it all the time. I don't. I be using post its. <laughs> Po- I love posting. And not yes. to arrange them, it just be what's right there. What you be on your being Mary Jane? You know what I'm saying? I literally <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. I was like, okay, y'all God, think I'm playing? Do. Look, y'all think I'm playing? I'm dead not serious. Look, <laughs> right now, Dustin pulled out. Dustin wrote, "I am smart. See, I am people, I'm gonna see an Afro pose. I'm missing point. <laughs> He really, y'all. He really pulled he really, a post-it note out of his pocket. An actual post-it note. I swear to God, that's so real. I love Dustin. <sighs> I, I journal now, and I don't do it all the time. But um, when I feel a way, like I journal it because I want to go back and reflect on it, so that if I did react in a way, I know how to react differently next time. And like the things that trigger me, mm-hmm. like a- acknowledging the things that trigger me, figuring out the things that trigger me, like, and I think just taking those steps back. That, that I think is where a constant checking comes from pausing yourself you gotta Zach Morris yourself so real you know what I'm saying and like be like alright you know am I are my feelings super all, your feelings are always valid but is is what I'm saying right now like valid or am I in my feelings right now or you know what I'm saying now then you do that and you can come back to your partner like actually no I don't like what you're saying to me and I'm where I'm at with that and this is how I feel about it and I want you to acknowledge that. Or you know what? I might have been a little out of pocket. Let me just like check myself and let's come back. Let's regroup. We might need to take a minute, go smoke, go do a little, (laughs) you know, whatever you need to do to find your peace. Can I just call you when I'm wrong and just put you on the phone? What if I don't want to say all that? I don't always say it though that's the thing but I'm trying to be more cognizant of saying it because mm-hmm. I'm Preach. recognizing like what I'm contributing to a relationship positively and negatively mm. so that it grows because I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get divorced <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. right? and like, it, honestly I think from my experience in relationships it changes how you view the person when they when they can look you in the face and say, I was wrong about this, yeah. it kind of like strengthens yeah, yeah, strengthens the bond, strengthens Absolutely. the trust because the person is admitting, is showing vulnerability. And yep. to me, vulnerability 
is what creates a stronger relationship when you can do that with each other safely you know so I think that's amazing and especially the writing in your journal when you do feel like you're you're getting hot yeah because I remember we mentioned this on the show before I was like before sending that paragraph text write it in your notes notes. section first I remember give it some time usually till the next day and I guarantee nine times out of ten when you read it back you're gonna be like I'm crazy (laughs) <laughs> yeah no I have moments because emotions like, Yo, you bugging right now emotions are energy yeah. in motion yeah. and a lot of the times what you were feeling in that moment when you look back you're like it was not even that deep and I'm so thankful I didn't send that text that's right <laughs> and you catch that you nature catch gets yourself. in sometimes yeah you, you get irrational like, because I know emotion- that nigga is out there right and it's like okay all and right. then he's like yo I was with my mom like what's right. wrong with you see cause when you threw that tub in <laughs> quick like, then you be feeling like an asshole you you're like, but you still didn't that's call right. me still you didn't call me you yep. know how I feel about that and then you feel crazy yep. yeah like H-Town told you emotions make you cry sometimes <laughs> oh my god okay Justin. that was a word from the brothers in H-Town somebody's rocking knocking the, the boots. boots okay <laughs> but yeah them, those constant check-ins man cause ooh we can uh we can definitely, we can get into it sometimes. And you hit those rough patches in a relationship. And couples counseling, too. Has, is that helpful? We haven't done it yet, but we've, we've definitely looked into it. <laughs> I'm not laughing like, at that. <laughs> it just was funny. Like, we ain't done it yet, but we're exploring it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Of like, we're not close to it. We're like, all right, yeah. that's going to help us to better ourselves so that we, because we want to work on this. Go to couples counseling while you still want to work on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Not Don't let it get too late. Strong. Nah, you got to do it while it's strong. I have a friend. And her boyfriend, who've been going for like five years, and it—I mean—they think it's the most amazing thing. Wow. Now they, they're out in California right now at a uh, what's the big bear? What's the thing called? You, the big fire camp? You know what I'm talking you about? You said big bear. You know? <laughs> I know what you. That's about, California. Burning yeah, I know. Man. Burning Man. Oh, burning Man. Oh, yeah, burning Man. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean? <laughs> we got there, didn't we? We did. We did. We did. We did. By right. hook or by crook, <laughs> we got there. <laughs> they out there right now so couples counseling I'm all the way here for it I'm totally down to explore it I've been all the way here for couples counseling since Jocelyn whooped Stevie ass (laughs) on that couch she said oh he was living with you oh he was living together and she got up on that because her feelings were valid they were were that was friend what was it energy in motion right (laughs) there you go right that's a different kind of motion oh okay okay sometimes you be feeling that emotion (laughs) It's a little Woo. violent. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> stress reliever. Ooh. Stress relievers. Let's talk about those. How do you relieve stress? You know how I relieve stress. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Let, let's say you've been working one of them. I mean, I know. But let's say you've been working one of them 16-hour days. You just can't get away. You can't get that break in. You always get that break in, don't you? You know I always get that break Look, I'm in. from, I'm your brother in service, right. so I know what time it you, is. You know, like, you know how we do. I always so make besides sure that. A- <laughs> no, but that's true. As right. Because technically, you're never home alone. No, I'm so not. So how do you, you, you're probably never alone, period. There are nights where I do not put the baby to bed, and he puts the baby to bed, and she is on the other side of the house. And <laughs> I am in my room watching whatever I feel like watching mm. and rolling whatever I feel like rolling. <laughs> like, And in that is my, that's my moment for the, like, that's my time for the day. Oh, like, it's so you a, guys have like a, an understanding. Yeah. Like if, to you know, balance it. if, if she's been with me all day or, or, you know, vice versa, then like the other person might get her ready for bed, do mm. the brush, the teeth, do the little mm-hmm. shower. So and important. then the other one will lay down with her because, 
she has a problem falling asleep by herself. So we'll go, we'll read Aww. to her, lay down with her till she falls asleep, and then get Bless up. Her heart. So you know, we we switch off like that. One person will shower, one person will lay down with her, and we'll flip it like that. Mm-hmm. And then each person gets their nights to themselves. You know what I'm saying? And then such we come an out and spend thing. a little time together. I think it's such an important thing to bring up because. Yeah. At least the the marriages I witness, the men tend to play the role of like anything dealing with the kid is your problem. You know what? <laughs> my dad uh, is me, and so my dad told me and uh, me and Tristan one day he was like, "You, he's a better father than you are a mother," right? <laughs> which is an asshole thing. <laughs> Yo, my my husband is hands on with no he like, is. so blessed. He's so hands on, and it, he's closer to her. The school that he teaches at. Um, is right around the corner from her during the day. It's right around the corner from her school, from his mother's house. Um, it's not far from our house. He's able to get out of work before me, so he picks her up. Because he goes that direction, he drops her off. Like, they spend a lot of time together. Okay. Because I work around the clock, because I have the business and a full-time job and the shows. Mm-hmm. Like, he really steps it up as a partner. And so I try to make sure that I do what I can on my end to make sure, you know, to bring what I can to the household. Of course. But he steps it up as a father and I can never take that away from him. He's an amazing father and I've seen some yes. lazy ass niggas out there. I mean, I'm sorry Tristan to say, is... but most dads usually are Very totally much distant. So. You got you a unicorn. He's trying to, for I know. Real. When, it comes to, when it comes to parenthood, for sure, he's trying to watch YouTube videos, figure out how to cornrow her hair. Oh and my God, stop. He takes her to the park <laughs> with her easel, lets her paint. I like, saw he showed me yes. the picture. Yo, so, he bought her an easel and they were in the park girl. having painting. like a painting date. Painting. <laughs> Are you so kidding? Did he dress so up with the Har- when they did Harley Quinn? He dressed up as Joker and let her dress up as Harley Quinn. And it was this year, like it was, it was Halloween ain't hit yet. Day. <laughs> it was like a, a Tuesday. It was like a Tuesday. Yeah. And these niggas is running around the house talking about, hey, Peaches. Hey, Mr. J. <laughs> so. Now, was this a conversation that you and Tristan had where you had to be like, hey, like, let's, you know, meet each other halfway? Or was he just no. naturally that dad? He naturally was that dad. And I think because of his own experiences, he really stepped it up even more so, making sure that he was full time in her life, very present in her life. And he never wants her to want for anything. And even... There's certain things that he does, like um, when we put her to, she's a kid, you know, she's our kid. So you walk around the house and your drawers in front of your kid. I know everybody got different things, <laughs> right. but, you know, we, we, we have hippie. <laughs> so we'll walk around the house in our drawers. Now he's gotten to a point where he's like, I'm not going to take my pants off in front of her. He's like, I'm going to go put some shorts on because I don't want her to think it's okay for a nigga to just be taking his pants off in front of her. Right. And okay. it's like little things right. like that where... We want to build her up and want her to know, like, her self-worth. And he's so key in that. Mm. He's so key in that. Even, you know, I have to teach her things as a woman, but he's key as a man in her life. Mm -hmm. And so I really, really uh, respect him for that, especially because he didn't have the best example. You know what I'm saying? So he's, he's learning and creating his own path and becoming an example for you know, people down the line. I've had really extensive appreciate. conversations with Tristan about parenting, about his relationship with his daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And every time I talk to Tristan about his relationship with Noah, he speaks long term. Yep. He speaks toward the bigger picture about how he wants to enrich her yep. and nurture her. And I think he's just such a great example of a dad. You yes. know what I mean? And there's so many mm. black men out here that feel that same way about their kids 
and they don't get a chance to be celebrated. So to be able to talk about it on a platform like this mm-hmm. and have all our listeners know that these black dads do exist, oh, they exist. Yes. and they need to be celebrated yes. and and encouraged mm-hmm. more so. You know what I mean? I'm just very grateful to have that opportunity. You know, there was a generation before this generation, like Tristan's, he'll be 35. There's a generation before, like his dad and other dads, Trash ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? They just weren't Shout good dads. Shout out to my dad, right? You know, you know, you know. You know, I was lucky. I had a unicorn dad, um, but he. So many of my peers don't have their fathers, and yeah. they are just they're awful. And I have family members who are awful. They're not good dads in that generation. Legit. But something about this generation of men, a good amount of them, that from what I've seen. They are great dads to their kids, and they want to change that cycle. And I want to celebrate that because it deserves to be celebrated. That's right. Like, he buys her guitars. Like, he wants her to be a well-rounded person. And the fact that he invests that much into her future, into who she becomes, that makes you fall in love with a person even more. You know what I'm saying? When they have the best interests of you all's children at heart. Did you see signs? I mean, I know when you're dating, obviously you're not like... What kind of dad is he going to be? I mean, some girls do that first date, but... (laughs) But for the most part... And last date. And last date. (laughs) (laughs) But did you see signs of it? Like, when, as women, we're choosing partners, what did you see in him that made you even think, like, this would be an amazing man to marry, and he's going to be an amazing dad? Or or, Or be honest, did you not even think of that? Were you just like, he's cute. So, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan tried to holler at me, and but you know it's it, it it happened quickly, like I said. So that's two sided, right? But he did the you know he did the nigga thing. He whispered in my ear and said, "I'm gonna get you pregnant." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "You okay, know what, Cleo?" And then me, you know, I was like. I went the last 27 years without letting a nigga get me pregnant. Like, if I let you get me pregnant, it's a privilege. And so I let him get me pregnant. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that says it all right there that I know you're going to be a good partner because I let you. (laughs) (laughs) That is right. Like, I I wasn't out here just like spreading it like 915. You know what I mean? Like, no, nigga, this is a a privilege. So I let him get me pregnant. And that right there showed him, like, I know you're going to be a good partner. I don't care how raggedy. <laughs> I love you so much, Jay. Tristan, a hood love story. You know our matches at our wedding said a match made in Brooklyn. Our little yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. And it was little little book ma- book matches. So. Match books. Match books. I got you. You know, a friend in need, my Look nigga. I got you. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. And being that he didn't have he didn't have a really good role model as a dad, right? So I feel like that's a toolbox. Uh, rather, that's a tool in the toolbox that is missing. So when you're raising a child, it's like, where do you pull from? To, you know, because with my mom, I think that was her biggest issue. She didn't have tools. Yeah. So she just legit didn't know what to do. She was, like, kind of figuring it out in real time. Mm-hmm. So is that sort of, like, what would, what has been his process in being such a good dad, being that he didn't have that? I don't, Um, I want to say just from observing him i think that he just thinks about his own childhood and like all right so i want this and i i would have wanted this for myself so i want this for my kids so this is what i'm gonna do for my kid Mm. but he also had amazing women in his life tristan had his his mom he had his aunts 
So um, and they are they are the most amazing. They have the best hearts. Like they are mild women, but they still speak up for themselves and they're very strong. And they raised all these kids together and they've done a great job at it. And I think that he took um, the strength of his mom and his aunts. And then he did learn certain things. from His dad is not non-existent. Right. He's just not the best dad <laughs> if we're going to keep it funky. Mm-hmm. He's just not. Yeah. And um, and I, I, I appreciate the fact that he has taken positive things from his father. He doesn't bash his dad at all. Mm, love it. But he also takes what he didn't like from his childhood and he turns that into something positive in how he raises our child or mm. how we raise our child. Nice. And I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate that a lot. And you mentioned the women that he grew up with. How much of their opinion? Because that's another thing with uh, getting married into families and bringing (laughs) babies. There's a lot of opinion on how you should Mm -hmm. raise them, kind of wife you should be. How did you deal with everyone? I didn't. I didn't. They mind their business. If I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna be perfectly honest, the the most that we'll have, where we'll both just be like, that's just them panicking a little bit, is if they'll call and be like, no, has a fever. You need to take her to the emergency room, and we're like, she don't need to go to the emergency room right now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But outside of that, when I tell you those women are so, they were so key in his life, and they're so key in ours. They have helped raise Noah for the past four years as well. And with us both working two jobs at a time, there was a time when we're both working day jobs and bartending at night. And I'm still recording like they have and they they're around the corner like they have been so key to us. I could never say anything bad about them. I didn't have that awful in-law experience at all. Hashtag blessed. But blessed. Highly favored. (laughs) And it truly does take a village. It takes a village as fuck. (laughs) Nigga, you be tired. I feel bad for my friends who don't have those support systems. I think about that all the time. Man, I couldn't do it as a single mother. I couldn't. I'm going to keep it funky. I see single mothers and I'm like, salute you, sis, because I could not do it. It's true. I think of my mom and I don't know how. She literally... And this is a common story. It's not even, like, unique to us where you had the mom who was, like, going to school at night but then had the 9 to 5 in the morning and then was had to pay, you know, for someone to watch you or something. And, you know, like, all by themselves. Yo, and that is... I know, it was, you know, the cost of living was a little different back then, but they're still doing that But it's still relative, now. though, to it's what they were making. Absolutely. That cycle still goes on. Mm-hmm. And I salute, I really, really salute them. I do, because it is not an easy job. And even the people who are, like, adopting kids and having them by themselves, they also, they, they don't understand the dynamic of a partner in their lives as well. And you can have all the money in the world. You're still going to be tired. Right. <laughs> You're still going to be tired. So just... I think about it. I'm, everybody's not, I guess everybody's not meant to be a two-parent household, but I salute those who are a one-parent household because it's not an easy job. It's not. And even the stay-at-home moms, which I think they get a lot of heat sometimes when people assume like, oh, you don't know what it's like to juggle, but I, I see how exhausting it still is. You're with the they kid all day long. Yeah, Them be the worst kids anyway, the stay-at-home mom kids. The they titty. be the ones doing all the shit. Just on the titty. That's why they got to stay at home. They're like, right. I cannot take my eyes off this nigga. <laughs> if, I go, if I go to work, the whole house will Go to shit. Okay. So you know they gotta stay at home. That's why. <laughs> to watch that little. They'd be the worst kids. Ooh, <laughs> oh they're, they're rotten. They rotten. But no, I. The stay at home mothers too. They never have a damn break. And then the men come home half the time and don't do shit. And they gotta cater to him. They gotta cater to him and to them kids. They Raise never have kids. a moment and to the, themselves. You know the so first thing out their mouth. Ain't like you took your ass to work today. What you mean? It ain't no oh, such right, thing. You know. See? So and that's another layer. Mm-mm. And a man is quick to say that to you. Listen. You didn't even work today. I'm like, mm, what the fuck I did? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. My nerves. 
<laughs> and you're still here. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. You are <laughs> With um, all of the madness and the crazy shit happening right now, um, how do you... How do you have these hard conversations with no? Do you have hard conversations with her about mm-hmm. all the shit going on, and how do you tackle that? Um, I do. We have them now. She doesn't fully understand everything, but we that, still yeah. have them. You know, Noah. <laughs> one day we asked Noah what the police do, and she said they just arrest everybody when they don't do anything. She knows what oh it my is. God. She knows who Obama is, and she knows who Dump is. Mm. Dump. And Dump, okay? <laughs> she knows who they are. She knows he's a bad man, and I make sure I let her know. You see that man on that TV? Right? That's a bad man. That's mm. a very bad man. Like, we keep it funky with her. And as she gets older, I'm going to keep it funkier. You have <laughs> to right. for her safety. Yeah. You have to make be, her aware of her surroundings. You start hiding your kids from shit. Like, they're going to get exposed to it anyway. So it better come from you. Right. It don't need to be coming from people out in the streets. As curious as Noah is, I know she'd be having questions about uh, some of the people that be coming in and out the house because how uh, colorful <laughs> we all are at times. Yes. So she, she knows about her black. She's yes. very aware of her black. <laughs> oh. She knows that we buy her black dolls. I'm a black girl. I need black dolls. Like oh. all I feel of like, that is key. I feel like some nights I come over your house and it's like, is this a Panther meeting? <laughs> <laughs> you know me, nigga. You I know. Mean, I you know. Mean. Look, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am that. like half hippie, half Huey. <laughs> I love it though. But no, we keep it. We keep it all the way funky with her. Like you know, not scaring her. We're not getting ready to be like, well, you see all those white men? They're lynching people. Like I'm not getting ready to do that to her at four right. years old. But I'm gonna still let her know, like that's not a good man that you see up there right now. The things that he says are not good things. Don't follow. Don't listen to what he says. But I also want her to read for herself when she gets old enough. Yeah, I want her to be well informed and excellent. form her own opinion. Don't go off of my opinion just alone. That's excellent. Yeah, so. I love that. Now let's talk about. Pregnancy. And and two All parts of pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> and two parts of it too. You know how helpful was Tristan? He was amazing. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. And how was your pregnancy? My first trimester was super difficult. I had a what you call a threatened abortion, which I really wish they would rename that. Oh my goodness! Um, right, shit. I, the worst thing. Like oh they told me that, and I was like, "Can y'all call it something else? Can what we stop the- calling it that?" Shit. I was yelling. The name alone was make your heart rate. Yeah, shoot. Okay. I was like a threatened abortion, bitch. I don't do nothing to hurt my child. But I was bleeding in my first trimester. Like mm-hmm. we're this is gonna be a very honest segment. Of if course, you can't handle this is it. information. It's important. So I was bleeding, and there's no re- there's no cause for it. There's no reason because mm. I was also bartending full time at that time, um, and. I was on my on my feet all the time, mm. and I was like, you know, how is this going to affect me while I'm not showing? They're like, oh, you should be fine. You know, just you'll be all right. But I noticed the more that I stood, the more I was doing, the more I bled. And it was scary. And all this happened during Hurricane Sandy. Oh, my oh, goodness. Wow. I had to go to the ER um, during Hurricane Sandy. And remember, they took all the people, all the patients from the hospitals in Manhattan and, and put them all to up. the outer boroughs. I mm-hmm. do remember that. So I went to... Wow. Um, I went to the hospital and I waited for six hours in the emergency room for, and nobody ever saw me. What? Ended up almost getting in a fight. Like, it was a mess. It was a mess there. And I ended up leaving. I said, if I'm going to lose my... I'm going to go do this at home. Like, I can't do this in this, in this, in this like, lobby right now. So that was really, really scary. And um, Tristan and I 
had to make a decision that I was going to stop bartending much earlier than what I was supposed to. Because mm. I was going to stop when I started showing. Don't nobody want a pregnant bartender. But <laughs> I was going to stop when I started. <laughs> like, I, I can sell I be a chef. Don't nobody want a pregnant bartender. I, don't be, know, I, I might be like, chef. I might be like, well, she might know exactly what drink <laughs> you know, for have a good time tonight. So okay. let me go ahead and, you know. <laughs> no lie, had to be anybody Let me ask her, well, what time, what do you think is the best time on the right. How did you get okay. that? Okay. I want what you got to get, get what that. What did you have tonight? What did you have <laughs> that, that night? Okay. <laughs> a Long Island iced tea. No, I don't drink those. Don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by Talkspace. Therapy can be a little intimidating. Hunting down the right therapist for you, waiting in that uncomfortable-ass office at the most inopportune times that don't work for you. But luckily, we're happy to let you know that there's a way for you to get therapy and try it from the comfort of your own space and, most importantly, on your own time. And it's Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with a licensed and experienced therapist handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. You can talk with your therapist whenever and wherever you are, on the web, over the phone, without scheduling, traveling, or worrying about your privacy. And Talkspace is 100% confidential, so you can remain completely anonymous if you want. Join the over 500,000 users who have experienced the relief of being able to talk to a therapist at their own discretion and on their own time. You'll get matched with the perfect therapist for you right now by going to Talkspace.com forward slash friendzone. And just for all of you listening to the friendzone, I love you, you can use coupon code friendzone and on the Talkspace app get $30 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's code FRIENDZONE for the Talkspace app, or just go to Talkspace.com forward slash FRIENDZONE. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> well, don't shame. But, uh, pre- yeah, pregnancy was difficult. Man, that first trimester was, that was rough. So I quit. I had to quit much earlier than I expected to. Mm. And then, ooh, there was a bitch at his job. I swear if I see you oh. in the street, I'm going to whoop your ass. I remember what that. <laughs> This lady fired wife? him. Oh. No, this lady fired him <laughs> while I was pregnant. So I already had to stop working. And then this bitch had like a personal vendetta against me, even though she didn't know me. What? Yeah, crazy. Some bitch named Dawn. She live in Brooklyn. She got <laughs> locked. She live on the Q line. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's all I know. That's all I know. So she had like a thing against me. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that to the friend zone. On a petty note. I used to love eating mayor. Right, I should have said that first. On a petty note. But uh, she fired him for no reason because she hated me. And wow. it got difficult for us for a minute. Like, we got on food stamps. We did all that. Like, we went through it during my pregnancy. And I didn't tell my friends what did was not, going on. Not at all. I just kind of kept it pushing, got my little catering gigs here and there. And I had this old, rich, white lady who lived in the same building as Nicole Kidman and Mick Jagger. Okay. This old, rich, white woman. <laughs> some old rich. British Republican. If I had pearls, old I'd bitch. <laughs> she, um, she questioned me because I was catering at eight months. Like, I was in the kitchen and I was doing stuff for this party. And she turns to my friend and she's like, I wouldn't be doing that if I was that pregnant. And my friend goes, well, everybody doesn't have the same privilege that you have. And my friend is white, so I appreciate her saying that. She was like, everybody don't have that that, that option to do that. She's like, some people need to go to work. Mm -hmm. And I had to go to work up until the last damn minute. You know what I'm saying? Like when doing the caterings, but I couldn't bartend. And it it just got so rough for us. So like physically in my second trimester, I was good, but we were going through it. Like we were really going through it. And Tristan held us down. He did what he had to do to make sure that we that we got through it. 
and we did, and we're in a much better place now. That's right. But it it definitely got difficult for a minute. (laughs) It definitely did. And then when she, okay, so this was the, now now take us to the birth, because I think for women, that's like the biggest, now I wouldn't say the biggest fear, but you know, it creates a little bit of anxiety. You know what my biggest fear was? You hear so much about it. The push. I did not want no child coming. I was like, oh Jesus, but I didn't want to be cut either. Then my little hippie side came in, you know, I got a little angel and a little devil Mm -hmm. that comes on, a little Cardi B and then a little friend that comes on my shoulders. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to have, you know what, I'm going to go into labor at home because I was born at home. I was oh, born shit. in my parents' bed. Oh, your parents are the real deal hippies. My, par- my parents are a strange like, bunch. They, gave, they told your mom, just breathe in this lavender. Yeah. Listen, she had a, a midwife and a dream and a washcloth. Oh, <laughs> and here I am on the friend zone. <laughs> a midwife, a dream, and a washcloth. <laughs> and, and, a memoir. And here I stand. An episode. So, <laughs> Call it that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name. Right. I was born at home, so I was like, I'm not having her at home, but I'm not going to have an epidural, and I'm going to drink. Because they don't let you eat in the hospital when you go into labor, once you go in. So I was like, all right, I'm going to eat my food. I'm going to drink my smoothie. <laughs> I'm going to sit in this bathtub. I made a playlist. Oh, shit. You know, it has some Abel LaRue on it. Yes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, <laughs> it didn't go like that. A nigga was, I had... Oh, Story. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, am I making y'all's episode no, extra no, no, long? This is what we want. This is exactly okay. what we want. So this doctor. So again, we're poor when I'm pregnant and I was on Medicaid, which meant I went to the clinic of the hospital to see whatever doctor was available. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I got this asshole one day. Like when I was about 37 weeks, 36 weeks maybe. And he's like, why are you not uh, dilated yet? I was like, cuz, nigga, I'm 36 weeks. Like, what are you, why are you asking me these questions? You the doctor? He was rough. I'd never had him before. And I'd been lucky to have some good ones, even though being in the clinic. So he goes, okay, I'm going to help open your cervix. I said, what? This man stuck his whole forearm (sighs) up me to the point where I let out the worst scream I've ever Tristan got mad like he wanted to hit this nigga in the face because he didn't get like it was no warning he just shoved his shit up up my shit you know what I'm saying and it was just it was terrible so then from there he's like you're gonna have some cramping Noah was born two days later that he put me in labor and then she had a breathing condition so I was in labor for two days. I went in labor Wednesday afternoon. I had her Friday afternoon. I went through 13 hours of contractions at home, trying to change shower curtain liners and mop the floor and be stupid because I'm getting ready for my mother nesting. coming. Mm-hmm. I'm nesting in the in the 13th hour. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Tristan got in an argument because he's like, you're doing way too much. And I'm like, you're not being easy. And, and it's like the tension was high. Of I'm in the middle of contractions. I'm literally like in labor. So then finally I was like, take my ass to the hospital, put a shot in my back. I Like, fuck everything I said before. Fuck that bathtub and that smoothie. I want an epidural. <laughs> <laughs> and I got an epidural. And okay. then the shit wore off. Oh, oh my god! No. My epidural wore off. Cause they only give you one, right? They get well. They shoot in your. It's so they put an IV in your back, and then it's medication that they feed uh, to you. Got you. So they they were able to redo it, but it's like I started going through the contractions without the medication. Again, yeah. It's like this is some bullshit. I had to start singing. How can I ease the pain, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> There's a video on my Instagram. Ah! I'm dead ass in labor singing. How can I ease uh. the pain? <laughs> in my cervix so (laughs) that was (laughs) oh man can you even explain what the pain of birth feels like so for all my ladies for the ladies (laughs) it feels like period cramps times one million okay wow 
that's what it feels like. It feels like period cramps on Ontario. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> extra swole. <laughs> like, Ooh, kill him. Ooh, kill him. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, that shit hurts <laughs> as fuck. And then I was in triage. They told me I might not be able to have a room because the hospital's overbooked. I was like, what Damn. is this, jail in L.A.? Like, why the fuck <laughs> right. can't y'all give me a room? And right. this is, you know what? I'm actually glad you brought up this point and even the doctor being rough with you because it's one of the challenges when you don't have money. Mm-hmm. You don't get you don't the get proper respect. medical care. Nope. I mean, yeah. that's just across the board, even if you go in for, like, Word. kidney stones. You know what I mean? But it's just... It's insane because pregnancy is expensive. Labor, I saw, I think Mm -hmm. the fees are what, like $10,000 plus just to have the room. Yep. And then when they see that they're not about to get that money from you because you have, you know, Medicaid, what is it, Medicare? Yeah, Medicaid. They want to boot you out. They want you out. They want to flip that shit. That's why they push for C-sections. For all of you all listening who don't have insurance, do not let them scare you into a C-section. Please tell them Like, you... There are times when what they're saying is true. If the baby has something wrapped around his neck or whatever the case, like, I get those circumstances. But nine times out of ten, they are trying to push you so that they can flip that room and make more money. Wow, man. You got to make sure that you are aware of that. Don't let them start giving you all kinds of drugs to push you. I had to take Pitocin because I wasn't dilating anymore. It just wasn't happening for my body. But I did not. They tried to tell me I needed to get a C-section. I said, absolutely not. I will not be having one. Is she in danger right now? No, she wasn't. You're not going to push me into something that I don't want. Do not let these hospitals push you into things that you do not want. And it's very common. It's very common. You hear it all over the place. All over the country. Everywhere. So you need to know your rights and you need to make sure that you know what you want and you stand firm to that. Unless there's a medical risk and your your life involved in the baby's life, outside of that, your rights matter and you you have a say so. And what are things that you prepped for that? Like how do you prep for that day? What did you need? I packed a bag and I made a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> That's about what it. was on the playlist? <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, you know, I'm the music, man. I, you know, I did know. a little Erica. You know I love my oh, little problematic yeah. oh, nice. fave. I did a little Erica. I did a little Mel. Just soothing sounds. Yeah. I'll share it with you on Spotify. I would love to hear. I you know, will. Think about Noah for coming in. Ooh, the Spotify, world. holla at me. Let me make a birthing playlist. Oh, that's oh, cute. That would be so dope. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. They have to let you do that. Oh, my God. I would totally. Listen, Chad I, Foster, I if you're listening. Turned out <laughs> in the room. Right? <laughs> what else did you take with you? Um, I took my bag. I took some books. I was not able to read those. My biggest thing was my music. I was like, if I have my music, I'll have something to focus on. Like, outside of that, you can't really, you take your clothes, you take, ooh, they give you the biggest pads ever because you're bleeding. So, Mm. you know, if you want to go purchase those yourself and get ready. But outside of that, you have your little bag, your little stuff for your baby, and then just whatever you do that makes you feel good. Like, I knew music was it for me. I needed to have my speaker and my playlist and have that shit charged up and ready to go. That is so cute. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I had. I was mad at Tristan's family when they all came in with Chipotle and Starbucks and shit. You can't prep no snacks. <laughs> oh. oh, but you can prep um, apple juice chips. Apple juice chips. If you take your take some juice, do 100% juice, please, and put it in some ice trays and put it in the freezer. They don't let you have anything, but let your, let your nigga slide you some juice chips. It'll help to quench your thirst and give you a little, a little something while you're in the bed. Because they don't let you eat when you're in the hospital. Oh, wow. Until after, until after you have the baby. But while you're in labor, there's no eating. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And since you mentioned him passing you apple juice chips, give uh, the partners that will be at the hospital with 
their women mm-hmm. give advice like what's the best thing a partner can do for you in that time the best thing that anybody in the entire room can do for you is to be supportive and leave you alone I wow. had two friends in the room with me and I they might be listening right now. Shout out to Kia and Shariel. Hey. They were on my nerves in that room. I know. <laughs> they were together. They were rubbing my ankles and my feet. But you didn't and like that. No. And it wasn't because like they were trying their best. Of it was course. me. Mm. It was me. And in that moment I was like, I just didn't know what to do because everybody's coming and nurses are coming to you and people are just trying to tend to you. And you appreciate it because you don't want people being negligent either. Mm-hmm. Where you looking around like, can somebody bring me some water? But like when people are just constantly over you, it's a lot to process. You, it's a lot to process. Are you trying to push a fucking baby out? Yeah, and in that moment, I wanted my mother and my husband. Those are mm. the only two people I wanted. Some people don't want their mothers because they stress them out. My mother stresses me out to the heavens. But <laughs> in that moment, because my mother's so nurturing, she, I needed her there, and she came. My mother mm. came. She jumped right on a flight and came up. Um, and so she had her bag packed and ready to go. She had a buddy pass ready. So when I went into labor, she was up here. It was nothing. Shariel jumped on a bus. Kia came and took me to the hospital. And Tristan was just there for whatever I needed. But he stayed out of my way, but he still was attentive. Right. And it was nice. Did and you then, did you communicate that to him? Or he no, kind of just, like, he just gauged got it. it? He kind of just got it. Mm. And then when it was all over, even though they tell you don't eat spicy food, he went and got me a goat roti. <laughs> <laughs> Snuck it in the hospital, even though my mother was fussy. <laughs> it was lit. <laughs> but it was difficult. Noah came out not breathing. Mm. So I didn't have the experience when my baby comes out crying and I'm like, my baby came out gray and floppy and oh 13 doctors rushed in. And, you know, I'm just like, why is my baby not crying? How come nobody's talking to me? Um, so that was scary. She's in the NICU for three days. She ended up having a breathing condition called laryngomalacia, where her larynx was under uh, overdeveloped. It had a flap. So when she breathed, it was really loud. Mm. Um, and she burned a lot of calories. So she wasn't a chunky baby because she's burning so many calories trying to breathe. So we went through a surgery at seven months. Wow. That yep, was another thing. That. You remember? Yeah, you remember the surgery? She's great now. Mm-hmm. Strongest lungs ever. She told us the other day when we went to the park, Tristan took her to pee in the bushes. And she... <laughs> She's clear across the way. We got a whole bunch of rosters over there. Like, they can't even see her. She's deep in the bushes. But she yells loud as shit. My daddy let me pee in the bushes. <laughs> Y'all know rosters don't laugh. Even the rosters broke out loud. Like, we was all hollering. So she got oh, strong no, ass lungs. <laughs> like, oh, she's the best. She's hilarious. But <gasps> it was it was so many challenges. It was so many challenges. But... It all it all came together in the end, but it's not an easy feat because you can't control what's going to happen with that baby. You never know what's going to happen. Whew. I know it's scary. And then when you come home with this thing oh. and you're looking at it like I am in charge of everything having to do with you from now. Oh. Like, how does that feel? And how can you even mentally prepare for that? No, I was hashtag blessed. My mother came home with me for two and a half weeks. Mm. And the only reason she left is because she had to go overseas. And she went to Costco for us, um, bought all everything in bulk, cooked in bulk, put it in the freezer. Like, my mom is like that. She cleaned the house, bought three packs of bleach from Costco. Like, she just hooked it up. <laughs> and that first night when Tristan went to work and my mother was gone and it was just me and Noah, I was looking at her like, all right, little nigga. <laughs> Right. Me and you right now. Be easy on me. Oh my! I can't even imagine. She wasn't. <laughs> nah, she was good. She slept a lot. <laughs> but um, I dropped her. 
I dropped her. Not the first night, but one of the nights. I'm trying to keep. I'm keeping. No, y'all wanted me to keep her. I didn't even. I never even told Tristan. <laughs> she's well. She's well adjusted Tristan, now, baby. Don't be mad at me now. She's four. How did it happen her. though? I fell asleep. We're in the oh, rocking chair. That's so real. So tired. We're in the rocking chair. I'm holding her. She's crying. She don't have colic, but she's just crying. And I fell asleep. And I just dropped her, and she was crying, and I bawled. I, I mean, that's the scariest I feeling. Bawled my eyes out. It just held her and cried, and was like, I can't go back to sleep mm-hmm. at all. I, this can never happen again. It never happened again. Mm-hmm. And I started googling, like, in so many first time mothers, this happened to. In second time mothers, my you're mom tired. dropped me twice. At least she you told know. Me, she told me about her. <laughs> she was like, she was like, yeah, I dropped you. And I was like, you dropped me. She's like, uh-huh, a couple of times. <laughs> That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no, my mama also said ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> and let me not even, because I know how you do Look, with your mother. Yeah, don't, uh-uh. He called his mother. I, one time I was like, your mother. He was like, oh, yeah, called her up. I was like, you ain't shit <laughs> And she was like, uh-uh, no, she did it. <laughs> so, it was a vague, your mother. You ain't had to do that. It wasn't right. for real. Look, look, she gonna call you when she listen back. I ain't even got to call her this I time. I love you. I love you, Mama Tay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love you. But, um, yeah, I dropped her, man. I felt so bad. That was the, that was the worst feeling ever but it happens you're so tired and you, they say you can't even mentally prepare for the can't. level of tired that you, you are as a parent people tell you to get sleep and do this and that nah like you can't prepare for that get all the sleep you can now so you can just enjoy it but like you can't prepare for that they tell you oh sleep when the baby sleeps make sure you go to sleep when the baby sleeps bitch that's the only five minutes i got <laughs> like to do anything like right. to take a shower wash my ass anything so like you be trying to absorb those moments and then trying to get your sleep that balance is difficult to find it's difficult to find and you are never ready for it and I, there's nothing i can say to prepare you for it it's true i remember my best friend when she had her first baby there was one day I called her and she was like, she snapped. She just started crying on the phone. And I was like, I didn't even, it was no hesitation. I just went over and she was crying. She's like, I just want to wash my hair. It's like she kept saying, Aww. like, I just want to shower. I just, it's like she just couldn't <laughs> process the fact that mm-hmm. she could never like, just do the things that she used to do. Something as nope. simple as sitting on the couch and maybe watching a Netflix movie nope. or taking a shower and washing your hair. Things we take for granted suddenly were like her figuring out how to fit it in yep. around this baby schedule. Baby. Yeah, and she was someone who normally didn't ask for help, which I think a lot of us are like that. We are. And I was happy to, you know, be able to go and just kind of give her a break that you did that yeah i could hear it in her voice though it was like she was about to snap and that i don't know if she suffered from postpartum but Mm -hmm. that's very real too i don't think i suffered from postpartum i didn't i know i didn't suffer from postpartum but i know so many people who do Mm -hmm. i have a cousin who's dealing with it right now where she'll say things like i just want to put her in the other room and close the door and just let her scream Mm -hmm. because i have to walk away from my own sanity before i do something that i regret that shit is is so real. Right. And so many mothers go through that. And it's, you know, it's just difficult. Like, your body is changing. You have this other person to look after. You're constantly checking and make sure they're breathing. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at them because you're in awe, but you're tired as shit. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like, they're feeding off you. Your nipples are cracking. Like... 
Oh it's yeah, just, and then breastfeeding, I yo, heard, is so painful. Breastfeeding, getting adjusted to that is hard. Mm. They are biting you with their little gums, and they're sucking, and your 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 nipples are not used to it, so they're cracking, and they got stuff to put on it, but it hurts. And then sometimes it bleeds, and, and it scabs up, right? And it scabs up, and sometimes you take a shower and you squirt your nigga in the face with your <laughs> titty milk, and it's all better. <laughs> Damn it, Jade. <laughs> Yeah, you don't think I didn't have fun with them things too. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Justin. How much of it did he drink? No. Not much. It was a little sweet, but he tried it though. <laughs> Not his thing. He tried it, wasn't it for him. Not it was like rice milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh you know, my goodness. But you gotta adjust and then you find out the fun parts. Like once you get over the adjustment period, you start to have fun with it. Like you got <laughs> I used to come home from work. I didn't have time to pump. I'd be on the train three AM bartending. And I'm, oh, I went back to work six weeks after I had Noah. Six weeks. I told y'all we didn't, we was broke while I was pregnant. Whew. And that's my, another thing that's common, though. Had to go back to work way too soon, way too soon, because this country is stupid. Right. So I had to go back to work at six weeks because I didn't have no money. We didn't have no money. We had to figure it out. Like, we're living off of him, and we just scraping. So it's like, all right, I don't want to leave my baby, but I got to go do this. And it's just been nonstop since then. You know what I'm saying? I never got that moment to like be at home with my baby for a year and, and the like, bonding and mm-hmm. i didn't get that because i had to go to work and he had to go to work now we had our days it was you know we did we we did do our bonding with her but the best you could you, yeah mothers m- mothers need to be at home for a minute with their babies like they need some months they need like a good year with their babies to like get adjusted and get them acclimated to the world and get yourself acclimated back to the world because you're going through all kinds of changes and you deserve that time too and so this country has to do something about that. That's not right. Like, it's not right that people like myself have to get up and go back to work when your baby's six weeks old. And your stitches aren't even, like, fully Nothing. healed. Well, I ain't got no stitches. So I didn't tear. Oh. <laughs> She's, like, She's like, not me, but I heard. <laughs> I didn't tear. The doctor told me. He said, oh, you need to take a pushing class. I, said, I pushed down 15 minutes. <laughs> Are you serious? That ass. I had that two-day labor, but, baby, I had that 15-minute delivery. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was DiGiorno at this motherfucker. Like, I was trying to push her out. And how did did you, like, uh, take classes? Like, how did you know? Just the strength of your push? I never took a Lamaze class in my life. I listened to the doctor. He said, act like you're taking a shit. Don't push too hard. Count to 10 and then stop. And then we're going to take 10 seconds and do it again. I did exactly what he said. I pushed her out and I didn't tear. Wow. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm like, maybe I got some kind of little unicorn something back here. (laughs) I don't know. But I did have, I had difficult moments, but I also had some really easy ones too, where I know other people didn't have such smooth experiences. So right. And I what were the that. amazing aspects of like this little thing in your house now? Oh, when they start cooing oh. and then you take the first little picture and they're just sleeping. And in the, those first days they sleep. Like long as you don't have a colicky baby, mm-hmm. she slept. So like she slept a lot of the time, but because you're adjusting, you're tired. Um, but I was grateful for that. She wasn't a fussy baby. And then when they start like smiling at you and recognizing you and and moving around, like it's just it it brings you so much joy. And then you listen to them and you hear them breathing. And I smell her breath every morning because it smelled like milk. I smelled her breath until she started getting morning breath. I was like, it's starting. <laughs> and then those stinky armpits. The little, st- little stinky armpit and feet. I'm like, damn, you four. How your armpits funky? I put a little tea tree oil up under there. <laughs> Kill the bacteria. <laughs> I said to my guts, my guts, I was like, what you been doing all day? <laughs> Running around, being Smiling like a construction worker. 
<laughs> you smell like outside. <laughs> you know that's a. You know, sometimes <laughs> I got some of them jeans in me. Sometimes I smell like outside. <laughs> but nah, like they just seeing them develop and become their own little people, and then like wondering what their personality is gonna turn out like, and then watching it happen. It's really magical to watch. It is. Like, we knew she was going to have a strong personality. Did you all see that? Did you ever see that video when she was a baby? And um, and I was like, say mama. And she was like, yes. dada. Uh-huh. <laughs> dada. And I was like, hey. And she was like, huh. And I was like, say mama. She was like, dada. <laughs> <laughs> and Tristan was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, watching those little things, you crack up at them like you're right. watching a comedy special. And it's just <laughs> when they put on your little shoes, when they put on your little shades, oh, your little hats. Everyone has that picture with their mom's heels on. You know, like, you know. <laughs> You know, it'd be like, oh, look at my kid, look at my kid. No, <laughs> nobody's interested but you. <laughs> but you, just watching them develop into little humans and, like, form their own personalities and, like, step by step, it's it's just amazing to watch. And watching them develop and knowing that you had a part in that, but this is still them Surreal. too. And not knowing which direction it's going to go. Like, it's fun to wait and see how they're going to become and to watch it happen. Right. And now, the lastly, the balance, because... You know, we see how you are as a wife and how you and your husband communicate mm-hmm. and then how you are as a mom and how you guys communicate on how to raise her. But now we have to throw in the business, yeah, the business aspect of your life. You know, you you have these two amazing podcasts. You have your amazing catering company. And I'm sure you have. And then you work for a, a celeb. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you have a lot. I got to do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you. Um, you have a lot on your plate. I mean, I can't even imagine just the business aspect alone. Like, I'm exhausted with my schedule. I can't imagine having a man and a child to add to that schedule. I don't it's even tired. know if I could no. hang. It's tired. Like, I do average like three, four nights out, uh, three, four hours of sleep a night. Mm. Um, well, you know, I'll go to work during the day and then I come home. We record, we record getting grown late. You know what I'm saying? Like Tuesday, you know, my Tuesdays can go either way. I might have an event I have to go to, or I might be able to just cook dinner for my family that night, or I got to come tape the friend zone. (laughs) 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 You know, and then Wednesday, you got Jaden XD. Then Thursday, you got, and then now I'm having a lot more jobs pop up. So then I like nights after I come home from work, I got to go to the store and prep and do lists and and send out client menus. And your meal preps for for clients. Meal preps for clients. Yeah, which takes a lot of time. And then having my balance too, where I'm like, I'm not going to take this job because there's certain jobs that are not worth taking. There's certain jobs where I have to be like, you know what? This is going to just exhaust me and it's not going to be lucrative enough for me. Like, I need to take this moment to myself. Or taking this past Sunday like I did where it was beautiful outside, but my ass needed to stay in the bed. I yeah. feel you. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, mindful of, like, when yeah. to say no. Well, when my body starts telling me, then I'm like, all right, be mindful, bitch. Be humble. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Your body be like, be humble. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Sit down. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. So I have to do that. Like, I have to I have to pay attention to my body, and I have to pay attention to my mental health. And if I find myself getting too scattered or like, okay, I'm doing too much right now. I got to take a step back. I need a night with my partner. I need a night to myself. Mm, I need night. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to take those moments. And I'm lucky to have that support system that we talked about earlier so we can have date night. Right. But, you know, we're mindful to make sure that we spend that time together and then we do our family time and just trying to keep that balance can get a little difficult especially with having so many different types of work that come in for me 
but I'm I'm working it out. I'm on my grind time right now. It's not going to be like this forever. Right. I have to do this now so I can get to a point where I don't have to do this no more. And do you and him talk about your schedule? Is this something you guys discuss so that you can be mindful of how... That nigga don't remember can... nothing. <laughs> okay, I can tell him. I have this on Tuesday, this on Thursday, this on Saturday. He still ain't going to remember. So I remind him the day of. He knows what it is. Like, he knows my, my, my pretty standard schedule. And then if it's something like this, he'll remember. I'll send him a reminder. And then he just does what he has to do. You know what I'm saying? And we just kind of communicate like that. We don't go into too much detail. Um, like I don't have to sit there and be like, okay, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. I talk out loud a lot, so half the time he hears it anyway. <laughs> but you guys also had, oh, but this was in your old apartment, that chalkboard. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was so cool. I love that chalkboard wall. The wall a moment of, of Claire. Thank you. I was just going to say, <laughs> oh, speaking of Jade as a parent, <laughs> that wall used to be the wall of hate. That's it, remember? And then when the Jay got pregnant, hate. yep, they put Noah's name, they erased everything on the toe background. The wall of hate, anytime something irritated Jay or anything that <laughs> or she anybody. hated or anybody, you had person, freedom to... Person, place, or thing. Person, yes. place, or thing. And sometimes the thing could account for all of those. Ooh, they were petty. But you uh, <laughs> you just wrote it on the wall, so it literally was the wall of hate. And then when we found Jay was pregnant... <laughs> mm-hmm. We wrote Noah's name on the board, yep. and it became this wall of this like love. beauty. It's like the yes. love wall now. Ooh, All but that wall of hate things. was filled, baby. It was <laughs> the pettiest baby. shit. Ooh. Somebody put CC Peniston live, and I hollered. <laughs> we had that thing oh, filled to the oh my god, filled to the corner. You didn't have to remind nobody to sign it. Everybody just had to find their own spot. Like there Fury ain't no would room. come in. Fury's like every time he comes, I have something to add. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Look, we, so, where we come in? Hey girl, where is the chalk? Where's okay. the chalk at? <laughs> But then after Noah came, we were like, we got to bring her into a positive environment. We're going to clean this off. We're going to put a little countdown up here. We're going to put her name. Girl, it's the Palo Santo. The sage gets a little strong Palo for me. Santo. <laughs> sage gets a little strong. <laughs> but you burn the Palo Santo or whatever. Burn the burn the herb, whatever. Okay. Right. <laughs> and uh, and create your peaceful setting. And that's what that's what we wanted to bring her into an environment of love. They so. erased that chalk. You looked like they was on Brewster Place tearing the wall down. <laughs> that's what it looked like. I, I just heard it Brewster Place music while they was erasing <laughs> the chalk off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, we were real mindful of that. But bringing her into this world has been the, the most amazing thing ever. I can't wait to see what she does. Yes. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Especially with this ballerina life. Yo, okay. y'all saw her bust a move on Crystal's Instagram. I, I was so pleased. To be honest, you know that was a community I mean, phase. She's a natural dancer, though. She was dancing. She what what restaurant legs. were y'all in the other Melba's. day? <laughs> of, course. So of course, of course. No, is it Melbus? Okay, dancing, or live music, night. right? <laughs> dancing, and you could see in her little face she knew she was jamming. Girl. That's what made it like. She had them shoulders going. Yes, she had and that she foot was jamming. Going, and she be on rhythm. Yes. So I can't wait to watch it's her. natural for her. Oh, it's so natural. She got that Trinidadian blood, baby. Yeah. She going to play mash. We're going to take her to Kitty oh Carnival, get her God. a costume. Yeah. yeah. She, she's mad Trini. Take she's her to Carabana. Oh, she's oh. going to be. Girl, all of them. We're going to yes. take her to Carnival in Trinidad. We're going to take her to Labor Day in Brooklyn. We're going to take her everywhere. <laughs> She's going, but she she has that little rhythm, and I'm just excited to see who she becomes. Um, I know she has a dynamic personality already. She She's does. naturally funny. Like she makes me laugh. Yes. Like I be cracking up. So I can't <laughs> wait to see that you know develop with that maturity and that experience. And I just know she's she's just gonna kill it. And I'm gonna make sure we support her every every bit of the way. You know, whatever she wants to do, as long as it's not to the detriment of herself, then we are gonna be behind her. 
questions? No, just final thoughts. I think you and Tristan are such a beautiful black family. And I just love the job that you're doing with Noah. She's free to be herself. And that's why we all can say that she's well adjusted. Right. And she's a joy to be around. And I just love her so much, and I'm so glad that you were able to offer this. You know, people don't often get a chance to view black family life through this right. scope. Amen. And so for you to give such a balanced, you know, um, account of what it's like as a mom, both good and even some of the things that may not be so fun, mm -hmm. for you to be so honest about that, I just really want to thank you. I'm sure it's going to incite so many people to just continue. It's going to be very encouraging for mothers and fathers to hear. I so, so I just appreciate that. And it's great. And you guys need to be celebrated and recognized more. People need right. to know that that is a reality in black family life. Some some black families are like this. Yeah. And we just appreciate it. We got to we got to we got to make sure that people see that there's positive black families out here. We be out here, we go out to eat. Mm -hmm. We know different types of food, you know what I'm saying? We and we we expose her to different things. So I appreciate that, friend. Like we really try to be good parents and just try to be good people. Yeah. You know, and give her the love that she deserves and give her the childhood that she deserves cuz there's too many kids who don't get that. Right. So I want to make sure that I appreciate what I have and know that it's a blessing and treat it as such. You know what I'm saying? Asante. No further questions, Your Honor. Comments as well, like Dustin. I mean, knowing you before the baby, after the baby, <laughs> and knowing that you have not sacrificed who Jay is because you have a child. That's so important. Like, too. you are still the same as black ass you, and like unapologetically and in the right way. Like, yeah. you know, I think as people, we all have our shit, whether it be good or bad, but you're able to at least put your shit to the side and say, this is my human being that I'm helping raise, and this is what I want to pour into them. And as much as I love you, you know, I have to go ahead and highlight Tristan, too. Of course. I know we're highlighting the both of y'all. <laughs> but, you know, for you as a woman, as a mom, like, I know it had to be super hard. And, again, I'm a mama's boy. So, you know, my heart is super with you. Mm -hmm. But also to not have really had my dad around while growing up, I think it's so dope every time I get to see Tristan. And even the joy that he has as a father. Like, I, could, I see him sometimes looking at Noah, like, smiling. I'm like, like these are just the dopest fucking moments <laughs> so ever. Cute. It's just amazing to watch you two go on this journey and to be a part of it as just your friends that you know really want to pour into you guys as a family yeah because so. y'all saw me at my trash so <laughs> <laughs> I've even put some references to bed because of it <laughs> and you know what I want to say but I'm not you can tell me after <laughs> but thank you guys thank you for having me make sure you check out Getting Grown um, wait we're not done oh shit my bad we're not, not done I'm, I'm, I'm steering y'all show <laughs> She was like, so that's it for today. Okay, I had fun. Later. That's that leadership. That's that mama coming out. That's what that was. Well, no, I would say, like, I think what you shared, the difficulties, the challenges, and also the beautiful aspects like how you and your husband communicate and the beautiful ways that the baby has changed you. But the reality is there are a lot of people in relationships who may not have had that structure mm -hmm. or don't know how to speak to their partner and say, hey, this mm -hmm. is what I need and how what do you need? And, you know, and opening those lines of communication to kind of run a smoother household. Mm -hmm. So I'd love for you to give a final takeaway mm -hmm. to the men and women and just anyone listening that is in this dynamic what can they That's do cute. to create a healthier home for their partners and their babies and just for them as individuals? Like Asante said, you haven't changed. You know what I mean? Because I know a lot of women lose themselves because mm -hmm. they overextend for both their partners and the babies. Mm -hmm. So how do you just make it all work? 
recognize your shit. Like both men and women, you gotta recognize your your, your shit with yourself because mm. you can't be the partner that your partner needs you to be um, if you don't get get yourself together. And the first part of getting yourself together is figuring out what the hell is wrong with you. And so, I think considering your partner, um, th- really listening to them, um, and then knowing what you're contributing to the relationship in that negative or in that positive way is gonna help you if you're truly listening, to have that open communication so that you guys have that understanding. And if you get to a point where you don't know how to do that, go find therapy. It's okay. Like, seek out therapy. because And enough of us don't do it, especially in our community. And you all talk about it all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? But use it to your advantage so that we can um, grow a healthy cycle of seeing positive black families out there. And... In order to have that positivity, you have to see what you need to do differently in your life that maybe your parents didn't do. And just try to be the best person that you can for your partner. Listen to your partner. Listen to the other person. You know what I'm saying? Don't sacrifice yourself in in your beliefs. Like, it's okay for you to stand firm in what you believe in. But it's okay to give a little bit too. And And so many people, like you said, don't know how to love. They don't know how to communicate. They don't even know how to do that because they've never had an example You've got to go get you've got to go get some therapy. You got to go let somebody from the outside talk to you and help you to figure that out. And there's nothing wrong with you for you having to do that. But let somebody jump in and help you to figure it out if you can't figure it out for yourself. And if you can't figure it out for yourself, you're a lucky person because so many people can't. And Mm. I think that's just my final thing. Perfect. Mm. Like just check in with you. The check in with yourself per usual. You got to check yourself before you wreck yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> and your baby and, and your, your baby and your partner and your generations to come we had up an epigenetics y'all okay. <laughs> i remember that episode thoroughly right <laughs> but yeah like doing those check-ins with you and um and truly paying attention to the other person and listening to that other person and compromising with them i think will really help to like grow these black families so that we can we can get these positive images out there and keep them going Amen. Amen. The proud oh. family. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jade. And now, yes. where now, can you be found? Now I can be found. You can catch me on Twitter at Jade of All Jades, uh, Instagram, Jade of All Jades, jadeofalljades.com. I'm still working on the site, but it is up there for you all to contact me. You can check out a few things. Um, getting grown every Tuesday, grown. along hey. with insecurity. Hey. Yes. Hey. Um, getting grown every Tuesday, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Jaden XD every Friday, um, for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> everywhere, not Spotify and not SoundCloud, but everywhere else, iTunes, Google Play, all of that. That's where you can find me. And you can find Jade and Kia this Saturday. Yes. Once again, uh, moderating the Q&A for the Friendzone Live show. Yes. Friendzonelive.com. Hey, hey. So we'll all be seeing you guys on Saturday. Yes. And thank you guys for tuning in. That's yes. it for this week's show. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? Oh, wait, uh, we ain't got no music and all that? I, t- I ate up all y'all's time. <laughs> no, this is... You. No, when Perfection. we have guests, we usually just pick a topic uh, and let it roll. Yeah. Okay, got it. No church announcements just yet, but soon. The smirk. Mm. Soon and very soon. <laughs> That's a church song. So Shout out to everybody know. that watched them gospel commercials on VT. Go ahead. Oh, man. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Asante. 
Um, August Rush, the playlist is now available hey. on Spotify I love and these iTunes. Yeah, you know what? I just wanted to get one a month done, and they all have, like, the month title, and then you get, like, a bonus playlist if I have the time that does hey. not have the title of the month. Just Love so I can it. say I did one every month. So August Rush, check it out. Uh, I featured Smino, uh, Jesse Reyes, uh, Young Thug is on the bitch. I put Sweet <laughs> Mill on the bitch. Like, a little something for everybody. Uh, listen to me, your faves. Let me know about that. And also, you can check me. I will not be attending Afropunk this year, which I'm still bummed about. No. But I have no fear. Go to KidFuryLive.com. We are hosting the first 305 Live in L.A. Um, their tickets, hey. KidFuryLive.com. And you can come out and see me there. Dope. And that's all I have to say so far. What about you, Fran? Church announcements? Um... I am going to be at the live show this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be at Afropunk together. Yes. yes. And we'll yes. be at Afropunk. Are you going to be there, Dustin, right? Hell yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see Scissor Sing Say It Like That. Oh, yes. yes. I'm Shit. excited about it. Uh, Anderson <laughs> Pac is going to be there. Yes. yes. So, I like, y'all already know how I feel about him. All they needed to do was add Miguel, and you, oh you could just God. bury me. I heard Lorenz heard Loren State gonna be there. <gasps> Don't play with me, Jay. <laughs> you know what? Jay knows and that how I feel well about true. that man. <laughs> I saw him on Power. I said, "Oh Lord, look, Troy's right. about to text me." <laughs> Nigga was on Power, looking like a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. <laughs> Oh, wait, and before we go for, uh, for Getting Grown Pod, I know that next week you're doing the back-to-school episode. Yes, we're doing a back-to-school episode for all of our back-to-school mothers and all of our kids. We want you guys to highlight um, your back-to-school stories. Tell us about any experiences you have. You can write us at gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com, and you can hit us up at gettinggrownpod on Twitter as well. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can find us Everywhere you can stalk your ex. And if for whatever reason you can't find them, you can send us the questions and I'll funnel them on over. Because he's the executive producer. That's right. Wait Ow. a minute. Now, before y'all start, Drunk what hard. I know y'all about to do, <laughs> don't be emailing us. They shit. They're going to do okay? it anyway. Yeah, don't, don't do, do that. Because I, I know that's what shows. they about to do. Look, that's all we need. Like three or four different shows, and I'm just forwarding like, hey, this is for you guys. I'm a postman now. No, getting Not grown podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Exist. Email the friend zone at the friend zone. <laughs> Thank you. Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. She done changed the email. Oh, what is it? The friend zone at Oh, okay. Or at com. Y'all just confusing everybody. Man, go look at the, the link's in the description boxes. <laughs> Stay black and protect your magic. Shit. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. I was trying to do this real quick because I wanted to end this like a little Wang record. So we're going to end it like oh, this. Or start it like episode of Getting Grown. We're going to end it like this. <laughs> See? Sorry. Here we go. So never mind. It was just a lighter noise. So y'all, <laughs> peace out. I'm going to holler at y'all. <laughs>